Welcome back to the Media Morgue, everyone, where movies come to be examined. I'm Justin Winley, joined by my fellow surgeons of this cinema. Karsten Lundquist. Zach Paloma? Question mark? <laughs> Cole Young. Okay. Yeah. And um, uh, every episode on the Media Morgue, we review two movies, one that's popular and one that is a little bit foreign, faded, forgotten, or any permutation of those three. And sometimes we try to find a connecting thread so that you feel braver about broadening your cinematic horizons. Today's popular pick is the 2021 Mortal Kombat reboot directed by Simon McCoy and released on HBO Max. Then Wes will take over in the latter half with Kenji Fukusaku's Battle Royale from 2000. But before the reviews, we have the news. So what's cracking over in in pop culture media news? Uh, Dan, we'll go to you first. Dude, there's so much Marvel shit. It's like Uh, so much just fucking Marvel. uh, it's yeah, <laughs> and no X Men. Just no X Men in the Marvels. Well, they, they not were, a whiff of X Men. Like a Fantastic Four logo, like a title card, and no year attached. Yeah, but we can only assume it's twenty twenty four or five. I was fucking dumbfounded by the fact that Guardians Three is still like two years away, more than two years away. That's that a, movie has been it, two years away for five years. Yeah. <laughs> he's making his ex-girlfriend wait. Like he's like, you guys yeah, exactly. are going to wait. <laughs> uh-huh. This is my. That's what it is. Yeah. No. And then I can he's collecting both those checks. He is. He is. He, he's, he's, mm-hmm. saying that he's saying, you know, one day I'm going to marry you. One day. <laughs> but this is my time. <laughs> this is my time to be free. He's doing a, he's, he's having a hot girl summer right now. Right. So, yeah. It is <laughs> Uh, well, actually, Danny, uh, 2024 would be would be a smart year to release Fantastic Four. I mean, uh, yeah. just because of the numeric Maybe marketing that's what that you can do with that. Yeah. Can, can do you guys we, still think it's going to be Krasinski or is that always like a fan? I, I, thing? I think they're going to give us a, uh, a left turn that we're not expecting. Yeah. I don't. I don't see. Marvel rarely goes with the person that everybody's like. That person should be it. They're probably going to do old, uh, old Timmy C, Mr. Chalamet. Yeah, for, uh, that sounds great. Oh. No, don't say that again. <laughs> don't say that. We'll be old by twenty twenty four. Like I don't 20, care. I don't want to talk he... about it. He's. Uh, well, that's a good question, I, but I. I think. If you want the uh, Marvel hasn't scooped him up yet, and it's like okay, well he's the the hot new guy. He's gonna, They're gonna wait until he's, he's gonna be next man or he's F4 gonna be X Men. He's gonna be X Men. They're gonna be like X Men about minorities. I Here's really, Timothy Chalamet. I, 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 yeah, yeah. They're doing like a baby Fantastic Four. Like like he's I, more of an X Men guy yeah. though. He looks like a like a mutant, you which is not. He's gonna be Angel or something. Well, what, what really Nightcrawler? X Men. Yeah. Guy? Uh, young, young and hot. Young and hot. Young and hot is X Men. He, he's probably going to be Reed Richards, guys. Or I, 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 I really I don't think so. <laughs> I'm, I'm, against it. I'm gunning for uh, I'm gunning for the fan cast, which is the entire cast of The Good Place, mm. uh, is as the Fantastic. <laughs> just taking that cast and just dropping it into. I'd like the to see the Always course. Sunny crew. Wait, did was- I heard a rumor? I don't know if it's true that Jennifer Lawrence was. Cast? I heard that too. I heard that too. A Sue. Sue Storm. That sounds terrible. I hate it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I guess I'm anti young F4. I I think it's better if they're they're like around Tony Stark. 
I, I think I think what you got to do with Fantastic. Well, don't manifest Timmy Chalamet then. I keep, well, I keep hearing the rumor that they're going young for it because they want F four to go for like another 10, 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> My thing is like you, the Fantastic Four is always the older team. Like you can make the X Men yeah. come right. in there in their early twenties. Mm-hmm. Like like that's fine. Uh, I feel like you got to go marriage age at least with Reed and Sue. Like go right. in, like go in and make Reed and Sue in their late thirties, early forties, yeah. yeah, and then. You know, have their kids eventually. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many options if they're a little mm-hmm. bit older. Right. Well, they have to be like these like crazy scientists, don't they? They have to that be too. like genius, renowned yeah. scientists that are up there for a reason. I, I don't. I think they're afraid. I think the reason they're going young is because they're afraid of the explanation of where they've been the whole time, which I don't think is a yeah. big deal. Like, I think you can say they were in a time warp, they were in space, they were right. in the negatives. You know what I mean? Like, there's a couple yeah. options. That was like, the explanation. Marvel, she was just she was too, too busy and she, she was one phone call stuff. away. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah before, exactly. Before we wrap up this Marvel stuff, can we talk about the uh, Black Panther two in the mm-hmm. in the in the title that yeah. is both amazing and terrible? Like, yes, both, <laughs> what an easy title. What like a like just some intern like no one came up, came up with anything. Hey, uh, yeah. Black Panther two, uh, Wakanda forever. All right, we're I mean we're rolling with it. They said yeah. Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that. I, I'm, I'm no, I, yeah. No, go ahead, Justin. I, I was just talking about this, uh, this slate and stuff on because uh, I recorded HVO today as well, and so uh, I was just saying, yeah, like, yeah. thank you. Uh, thank what what Ahmad said, which I think is pretty apt, is like if you if they released the Lion King sequel and called it Kumbaya or like mm-hmm. or something <laughs> like that, or if you called it like Jungle. the Circle of Life, like if you just take like a like a, a phrase from the, the movie most famous and then phrase. make it the sequel subtitle. It's like, you know, so yeah, I, it's a little, it's a little cheesy to do that. Is it? I mean, I'm trying to think. I, I'm, I'm sure drawing, there's other ones. I'm kind of drawing a blank, but I feel like that's a standard sequel thing. I, I, I bad boys for life is mm-hmm. one. They say bad boys for life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Jaws, well, right, we're going to yeah. need a bigger boat. Something like that. <laughs> I, <laughs> Aliens I, I, three. There's no, no one can hear you scream. Nice, good one. Okay. No, no, keep going. I, 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 no, I, uh, I'm gone. I'm gone. Uh, I think <laughs> if uh, Chadwick hadn't unfortunately passed away, we might have gotten yes. like Atlantis strikes or something like. You know what I mean? It, it, but I think, tale of two kings. You know what I mean? Oh, tale of two kings would have been great. But, it's, it's just going to be so heavy because the entire movie is going to feel like a Chadwick eulogy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it's, especially it, with this it, title. It's so hard to dance around that when you talk about the movie, when you review it. It's like, which, it's going to be the, the first thing you have to get out of the way. Which, unfortunately, Chadwick Boseman has passed, and this movie needs to which, kind of work around Which that. is why I'm, I almost feel like they should just not do it. Look, I love Black Panther. Like, Black Panther is mm. one of my favorite MCU movies. But I think I'm, I would be okay with them not making a second one and just doing a Wakanda show. Where they do yeah, like yeah, yeah. the Dora Milaje, or they do Shuri. You know what I mean? Shuri like show. a Shuri show. Like a Sh- Letitia Wright's great. You and and just... show us more of Wakanda. I mean, in in that movie, they're just showing us fields and like the, the yeah and stuff. It's and the palace, what yeah. their banks look like their hotels. You know, like do stuff like that. Like, what do the restaurants look like? What do their corner stores look like? And you, you could really explore that and show. I mean, yeah, I think they're going to recast, and that's just going to be distracting. I, I don't know if they're going to recast. I think That's what, what they, I, heard. I think what they might do mm-hmm. is uh, I think they're yeah. going to go either Shuri becomes queen. Like Justin, you had this idea. Shuri becomes queen, but not Black Panther or mm-hmm. Shuri becomes Black Panther. Or the third option is we bring in a comics character who was formerly a Black Panther in the comics mm-hmm. and you phase that person in. So mm-hmm. the, 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 the truly cursed rumor 
which I, I truly hope is just a rumor. Is the Michael B. Jordan one? No. Well, there, there's, there's the what Michael B. The Michael B. Jordan one is that he, he gets resurrected back? and he has a redemption. Oh, arc. and he has a change of heart. But there, there's okay. another one where, where uh, there's a character in the uh, comics uh, in the Christopher Priest run who is essentially biracial Black Panther. That's mm-hmm. like T'Challa's cousin. And mm. uh, there's a rumor that they've screen tested the Bridgerton guy for that role. Oh, that sounds truly horrendous. I just, <laughs> I just, um, well, well, no. is it going to be a recast or because we know Disney can be very lazy. They'll pull a Palpatine thing and be like, somehow T'Challa, somehow died. T'Challa passed away. Yeah. right back after uh, yeah. Endgame. Yeah, I don't, they probably will do something like that. We'll, it'll it'll open with death? they'll do the uh, his death, but not how open with a funeral. Hey, let's do a tally yeah, here. Exactly. Would, would we rather they just say T'Challa died, or would we rather they recast? Uh, just say he died. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know what that. I, I I don't. I feel like that's like Christopher Reeves. Like I don't. Mm. It needs a generation to pass. Like I think you need. A especially generation. given the I I know what you're saying, Wes. Especially given the um, the disability angle too although christopher reeve became disabled long after he played yeah, superman right. but like um yeah it's tough i would like to see mm-hmm. the character continue but i think they're just going to um they're going to open with a funeral in that second movie um, they, they really even they could have just called the movie wakanda forever and it would have done well but they kept black panther that's such title, a good idea why didn't you just call it wakanda forever no black panthers which means hmm. black panther is in the which means there was one way or, or another. Well, there was. Yeah. Uh, we're spending a lot of time theorizing, but another, it's, it's right. another, so Marvel shit. Another, gonna, another rumor that I heard, uh, and this is probably like a spit and glue, not really true rumor, is that the VFX team was trying out having two Black Panthers, was having a, a, a man and a woman Black Panther, uh, hmm. which seems weird because it's an yeah. ancestral title, and there's only supposed to be one, <laughs> but. Yeah. And, and didn't didn't uh, Killmonger have all the heart shaped? Yeah, where are those? So there's, so there's only just order more. Just get order more on Amazon. <laughs> he, Amazon. He, he, I mean, if they have it be that like Shuri eats one of those heart shaped herbs, that kind of undoes like a lot of the impact from the first movie. Because because the first right. movie is like he's the only one that can be Black Panther anymore. There's there's no more of those herbs. Right. Also and the well, and also the thing about the that first movie is that. The first movie is kind of, uh, it's kind of two movies sandwiched together. Like it, like Claw like could have been the villain movie. in the first one, and then you could Some have had Killmonger. Some movies have a lot of subplots, guys. It doesn't make them five movies. It makes them one. No, but 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 like for example, right? Like you have, yeah. It's I just but like because um, my news is also Marvel related. But I was gonna say like the it, it's fine that they combined villains, but I think they could have also easily like, for example, there's a couple things that happen multiple times that feel like they could have been in another movie like when T'Challa fight you know he has the duel right he has the duel with M'Baku mm. and then the duel again with Killmonger like now granted it means something different when he's fighting Killmonger and they set it up with M'Baku but I also could have seen that being like in a second movie of Killmonger who is kind of Black Panther's like yeah he's kind of like his classic I mean there's Claw but Claw is like a good origin story villain and then uh-huh. you could bring in Killmonger to be like the villain that like shakes the table mm, yeah. um, and then the third movie could have been whatever it didn't happen but yeah, um, did, did uh, you know associate no love lost that much with Black because I feel yeah, like now Bla- I feel like now Black Panther's yeah. Joker is, is Killmonger in public perception but but I think that's because of the movie like, right. I think, well, I, think right. I think before in all the adaptions it was Claw like I think it, I yeah. remember the Claw. Avengers 
uh, cartoon. But, but these movies change how people perceive. I mean, the right. universe. So, so now and now they have their own canon. Now, if you ask a kid who's Black Panther's arch nemesis, they would probably just say they say the on. revolution will not be televised. Is what yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, my my news is Marvel related, but not MCU related. It's just that uh, Morbius, the the film starring Jared Leto about the living vampire, Great. was delayed another week into 2022. That's awesome. uh, it was supposed to come out in 2020. Um, awesome. Stuff happens, and there's really nothing else to say about it except that it got delayed, and there's no way it's going to be good. So excited. Um, with that is that they don't know whether or not spider-man's in that universe in, in that because the vulture but, is on, in it in, in that trailer there was a uh, that picture of a uh, spider-man but it's yes. the Raimi. Mm-hmm. it's yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's the Raimi suit from the ps4 game so so it's yeah. not even like so it's one of those loading screens. Did you see that yes. from the PS4 game where they put on? Oh, it's a still. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what's so going on of the they, 3D they model? Just, like weren't paying attention. It would seem. <laughs> the rights to use that. Uh... Then, then what yeah. is going on? Is it the, <laughs> thing? Is it the MCU? I mean, like you said, I there's hope... the Vulture. Nothing. No, I hope Michael Keaton is playing a completely different character. I hope that he would be something. <laughs> Maybe they're planning on on. Zach has the same outfit on. No, I want him to be. <laughs> coming out post Spider Verse, I think. So yeah, the blue Spider Man is just walking going. around now. Yeah, like, I think it all collides, and, and now the MCU. I think it's supposed to be set. It it maybe is supposed to be set in the Maguire universe. Oh my God! What is my only theory fuck? about it? That means which is Venom why is in the Maguire universe. Dude, that means that means wait no 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 it can't be the Maguire universe because Venom the the version of Venom is different from the Topher Grace Venom, so it has to be the yes. Andrew Garfield universe. It would have the reason all this stuff is getting pushed back together is because Doctor Strange is going to do some not that movie Multiverse of Madness is going to do something that allows people to travel through. You know, you know. What, what movie is going to do Zach, it first? Zach has an idea. What Zach movie is going to do it first? Spider Man or, or Doctor Strange? Spider Man comes out first. Spider Man. Oh, then Spider. Fucked up the the order. I think they were supposed to do Doctor Strange first, but Sony got greedy. Hmm. No, I think I know. I think it was always supposed to be a trilogy. It was supposed to be WandaVision, Spider Man, uh, and Doctor Strange. Zach, you had an idea. You, you, I you was. Just, I wanted to change my news immediately to the Please. Andrew Garfield clip that someone shared to oh. our group chat. I think that was me. Yeah, that uh, was of of that Andrew was... Garfield just losing his mind over the rumor never that seen he is. Squirm. I don't yeah, think I've ever seen any, like a lister squirm like that. That was mm. that was hard yeah, to watch. That was like yeah, no, it was. He 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 really like didn't really know how they he he goes so over the top in in like a two minute span just like talking and talking and talking it's like okay yeah explaining mafia right he brings mafia into it that's just that he's under the spotlight have you ever played werewolf he's like no it's like mafia the guy's like okay i know mafia for the rest of the conversation he keeps calling it werewolf he doesn't call it right (laughs) what's 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 super strange about that clip zach is that um we know his stunt double has been on set. We yeah. know his stunt double's on set. We know Jamie Foxx and Alfred Molina have both don't care, are like, hi, we are the same character yeah, yeah, yeah. from yeah. the last movie. <laughs> Bobby McGuire yeah. went to an out uh, costume uh, suiting. Fitting. Yeah, yeah. So what we know, and Andrew, someone someone called Andrew Garfield and was like, you are the last hope. Please don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, I, I mean... And that oh, interviewer man. just clearly didn't know what to do with that information. He was just I kind of sitting there the whole time, like, 
Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And he, he wanted <laughs> him to. But then also, like, yes, he, yeah, go no, ahead. No, go, go for it. Go for it. I was going to say, what you were going to say is that he wanted to give him, he wanted Garfield to give a yes or no. And Garfield just said, I have not gotten a call. Yeah. Which is like, Face okay. beat red, eyes popping I don't know out of why you couldn't, I don't understand. Like, I get why you, okay, don't say yes, but I don't know why you can't say no either. Like, what's the legal ramification of saying of no, saying I'm not no. in it. And then you are in it. And then you are, because <laughs> like, that just made it way more suspicious. Like, he goes so overboard. Because, because, because I get, I guess no would be a lie, but he also lied by saying no one called me. Right. So okay. that's that's why I'm like, just say just no. But commit. I don't know. Commit I mean, to it. <laughs> I guess commit to the bit. Get in trouble if if he he just can't sell uh, his his denial of being in the movie. Oh, he, For sure. he just makes himself look crazy. You yeah, know what's exactly. wild about this whole situation, guys? This is a Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man probably my favorite Marvel character mm-hmm. is, is very low on the list of like spoilery characters. Like mm-hmm. Spider-Man literally mm-hmm. most of the plots are Spider-Man has to go to the prom. Also green goblin is destroying the right. city. Like, they have found a way to make Spider-Man like a landmine. Like we don't know. We can't mm-hmm. that's the Spider-Man movie. It's very strange. I don't there's, yeah. There's yeah. So much going on with the Spider-Man IP. There's, yeah. there's never like a dull moment. Where He's never at rest. <laughs> yeah. po- I'm, I mean, I'm sure there are, but we could just do a podcast entirely on Spider-Man. We could, oh. we could review oh, absolutely. content every week. Issue to so. issue. We could review yeah. the 5,000 Spider-Man titles currently running. I'm not even talking about comics. I mean, games <laughs> fucking TV. Yeah. There's, there's several cartoons coming out. Let alone comics, yeah. yeah. But um, but Wes, your your news brings us to a slightly different geeky thing. All hail Optimus Prime. Long may he reign. Long may he reign. Long may he reign on the Earth and on Cybertron. Um, <laughs> no, uh, the two leads of the Optimus. That's not an Optimus Prime movie. It's a Transformer reboot. Uh, or we don't so know if it's he's reboot. Been resurrected. He has been brought back to life. He is. Um, Did he die? The, he's I, risen. Wait, what? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, there, there oh, is oh. a new Transformer film coming out. We're, we're doing is, a Christ thing. It, it is un. <laughs> It is unconfirmed whether or not the Transformers movie has anything to do with Bumblebee, with the Bay movies, right. with the 1985. Like, we don't know. Oh, okay. But it is a Transformers movie that is coming out starring uh, Dominique Fishback, which mm-hmm. uh, we called it on this very podcast yeah. Yeah, that she was going to be huge. And here she is. And also uh, Anthony Ramos uh, of Hamilton. Ah. And uh, in I the think he was in Great. Star is Born and, and in, in the Heights. In the Heights, so of course. Who's voicing our favorite big silly robot? Uh, probably Peter Cullen. The same guy. He's been voicing off. Listen, collect that check as long as he as long as he can. So that's going to be like the one time where they reboot something, but like keep the actor that everybody loves. They they've been doing it for years with Optimus Prime. They did it with the Lion King. James Earl Jones came back as Mufasa. He also came back for like famously with like reboots. Like the the main like pitfalls that you have to recast actors everyone loves. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like yeah. With with Candyman, the fact that they kept Tony Todd was fucking awesome because like when they Mm -hmm. remade Nightmare on Elm Street, they had to drop robert england you know Mm -hmm. i think but i think that Candyman is not a reboot i think that's a direct Mm -hmm. sequel to the first one in the same Mm -hmm. way we talked about last week i'm really excited for that movie i have to watch the first one actually by my by my definition but uh i'm very excited for transformers i was a big transformers fan as a kid um Mm -hmm. and i've watched four out of the five bay movies and bumblebee which is 
uh, a, a literally a film about uh, Haley Steinfeld falling in love with a robot. Um, <laughs> yes. Wait, which which it, uh, Michael Bay movie did you not see? That one, the other ones? I did. I did, yeah, Bumblebee is pretty good. Everybody uh, told me it was like. I did not like good. Bumblebee. Really? Oh wow! Yeah. Well, it's going to be the next medium work. Well, then I guess <laughs> no, no. But uh, no, the the one I didn't watch, Zach, was the first of the Wahlberg movies. Okay, with the dinosaurs. But, but you Wait, watched that's the second age one. of. Ex- no. I did where he yeah. where they're fighting King Arthur and, and, he has and Optimus. Sword. Optimus has a sword instead of an axe, which doesn't make sense. Optimus carries an axe. Doesn't one of them have Nazi shit? <laughs> Uh, that's the uh, that's the same uh, one that he's talking about. That's the same God, one. God only. That's the one where Anthony Hopkins shows yeah, up yeah. Uh, to collect a check. Oh, why? Why? <laughs> I, I, I think you guys it's didn't. Similar, right? You guys didn't ask. <laughs> you guys didn't ask. <laughs> you guys didn't ask. But uh, if I were to rank the, uh, the Transformers movies, I think it's oh, Bumblebee. Please. It's Bumblebee, Dark of the Moon, uh, and the first one. And then the other two can fight for dominance because yeah. five and two, two is a terrible film. It's like, horrible. Well, you asked that one thing. Two, we, we didn't ask. So. You didn't ask. <laughs> now, you know. now everybody knows. I, I, I like think that's that fair enough. Why not? Well, that's my news though. Uh, yeah. Very excited. Right. Well, uh, <laughs> um, there's our news. We're going to take our first break of the episode and come back to talk about the train wreck that is this Mortal Kombat reboot. Oh, See yeah. you there. Clap it up, everybody. Clap it up. Oh, come come up. Back. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, as we said at the end of the last segment, we are talking about the 2021 reboot Mortal Kombat. Directed by Simon McQuoid, starring Louis Tan, Joe Taslim, Hiroyuki Sanada, and some other folks. Uh, it is based off of the video game franchise, Mortal Kombat, obviously, uh, from the late 90s. And um, it's also produced by James Wan, among some other people. So that's something. He's a high um, Before we get started, because I think for the most... I wouldn't say any of us loved this movie, um, but I... I, I would challenge us maybe in addition to our initial impressions uh to say one thing that you really liked about it and we can't all have none of us can have the same answer right, <laughs> so we enough. can't all say the action um, this is gonna take a so. while <laughs> should we start with me yeah yeah go ahead dan um off the i mean just off the cuff i think uh th- there is not a lot of gore but this the, when the scenes of splatter are pretty satisfying i love that mm. spinning hat uh kill where it's like a buzzsaw mm. And that winged lady gets cut in half. I, I love the cyborg like crunching that guy's head. That's cool. The movie needed mm-hmm. a lot more than that. It needed to be like hard, hard R. And I think that maybe would have mm-hmm. been like so bad it's good territory. We're like, you know, it's bad, but you watch it because it's a lot of fun. Instead, the movie we got is right. just like, boring and bad. But you know, yeah, fair, fair. That's my uh, uh, Zach. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I guess, I guess. I kind of enjoyed the first scene. I thought I thought it was it was mm. cool to also have these actors speaking Chinese Japanese. I thought that just like added something yeah. to it, you know, because uh, you know in Mortal Kombat they're obviously all speaking uh, English. So mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you. I think that opening is pretty strong. Which is why they actually released the first seven minutes separately as a as a of teaser course. for the as movie a before it came out. Desperate, yeah. It was uh, no, I I, I did, I did <laughs> like that. On like a set though, I mean, I mean, it doesn't seem like a real location at all. 
Mm. It's right. such a set, you know. You can yeah. see where the borders land and where the green screen comes up. And yeah, I, I thought that was a cool opening. I liked um, the the acting from from Bihan and uh, mm-hmm. and Hanzo Hasashi Scorpion. I thought I thought that was just a cool dynamic. So overall, yeah. I think that scene was pretty. That was a pretty cool scene. Mm-hmm. It's cool that they didn't whitewash it, but I guess that's kind of like lowest. I mean, Blame. just expecting so little. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, it's it's interesting that you mentioned that, Zach, because when they are speaking to each other uh, in their respective languages, literally the moment before Scorpion says, I don't understand yeah. your tongue, I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like, are they just like letting them speak in their languages and understanding each other without explaining it? Yeah. Because that's what uh, 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 Tekken, which is another fighting video game, does. Mm-hmm. There's like a trillion different languages in that, and no one is ever like, I can't understand you. Oh. So it's, it's kind of like, if it's a fighting game and everyone's just going to communicate through combat mm-hmm. anyway, I thought that was kind of cool. But okay. I agree. Um uh, with what you said, uh, Wes. Yeah, I mean, I, I I probably like this the most out of all of you guys. Uh, I don't know. I, I really liked Scorpion. I thought Scorpion was uh, a really cool design, a really good mm-hmm. adaption of how that he looks in the video games. And I thought him crawling out of hell slowly yeah, over yeah, the yeah. of the film, uh, and then arriving and being like, "I've crawled out of hell to kill you." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "This movie has reached uh, yeah. euphoria." And <laughs> just like about the lore. Don't question it. It's fine. He's he was in hell. <laughs> He's no longer in hell. He goes to hell and burns in hell for like uh, decades. I'm guessing, and that makes decades him for hundreds of, years. Yeah, hundreds of years. And then that makes him more powerful. And and there's no yeah. rules, so at any point he could have just come back out of hell to fight someone, right? It's and unsure why he went to hell to begin with, and what he died. What he was a nice guy. He was well, uh, right, but. <laughs> Some of the casting is really good, but specifically, I'm going to give my compliment to Joe Taslim as Sub-Zero and also the effects team around Sub-Zero, which seem to be the most, uh, the strongest effects in the movie. Um, When he's, when he's hunting Cole in the beginning and like causing all that elemental chaos. And then like, there's that really cool shot where Jax gets out of the car and Sub-Zero just like evaporates into the doorway that stuff like that is cool. That was awesome. Um, uh, pun intended. So um, I, I really didn't like that. Good one. If I didn't know any better, I would say the majority of the freezing effects, like in that boxing room scene and stuff, that all looks practical. I mean, if it was all CGI, they fooled me because it looks pretty good. Yeah, it does. Yeah, a, a lot of that looked really, really. I think it, you you know where the money goes in this mm-hmm. production, and then that's kind of like the yeah. issue when you're when you're not looking at where the money is. Raiden's <laughs> eyes. They didn't go to Raiden's eyes. <laughs> They didn't. They didn't. That was some. That was every time Raiden arrives, yeah. it was like Raiden was being shipped in from a CW show. Like I was, <laughs> it was like yeah. a good actor, a good choice for the actor. Now good that actor. I know who that actor is, but I think like the the costuming, he looked yeah. so like small inside of his yeah. own yeah. like, and he's a, already a short guy. So anyway, you know the drill. We're gonna go through the plot uh, summary. And stop to make fun of this movie. <laughs> uh, dropping a heavy spoiler warning now, but it's Mortal Kombat. You know what the deal is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like Zach said, we open in 17th century Japan. Lin Kuei assassins, led by the ruthless Bihan, that's Sub-Zero, hey. stage an attack to slaughter the warriors of the rival Shirai Ryu ninja clan, led by Hanzo Hasashi. That's um, Hiro- Hiroyuki Sanada, who's also been in uh, The Last Samurai, Ringu. Uh, cool actor. He's been in Avengers Infinity War. He has a cameo. 
as well. Does he actually? Um, yeah, yeah, he's the guy that Hawkeye kills in yeah. uh, in Japan. Oh, in oh wonderful. Yeah, yeah. When, when, yeah. when Hawkeye is like, there's no crime in America, let me go to Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he's, Why is he killing all those Japanese people? Because he's grieving and, and because he's bad guy. when white men we grieve, they have to mass murder. From, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my, my, Boston, my Boston jokes to myself. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, Hanzo kills the attackers before being killed by Bihan, resulting in his soul being condemned to the nether realm, hell. And then Raiden, god of thunder, arrives and takes Hanzo's surviving infant daughter to safety. So the whole thing here is Bihan. We never find out exactly the, the root of the grudge. Uh, which is another my big problem with this movie is that it should be about Sub Zero and Scorpion because yeah. they have the most interesting Zero's relationship. Right. Uh, yeah, well, he, the, the so this is the lore, right? Basically, he meant in the beginning because hmm? I don't think there's a grudge in the beginning. I think he's just no. Like, when he kills him, he says for the for the for the Lin Kuei, right? And like he he's, he's killing. Clan. He's yeah, he's killing uh, Scorpion, and he wants to kill his entire bloodline because of a specific a specific grievance that hasn't been, that isn't explained in the, in the movie, but, um, but, uh, solid fight scene between these two, um, both real life martial artists. So, uh, and so, uh, you know, you can see them incorporating that into the choreo. What? And so there, I, from what I know about the lore, it turns out, right. It was like sub zero killing Scorpion's family was actually like an illusion, right? It wasn't, it wasn't Sub Zero. It was like some other bad guy. Unless is that a oh is that icon? in the game? Because in the movie, in yeah. the movie it's him. But yeah. in the I, in the game, listen, it's man. Like the Kwan only Chi. Mortal Kombat games I've played are ten and eleven, and oh, there's a lot of stuff. No, yeah, no. There's a there's a lot more going on. So that. yeah, <laughs> in the game, just super quick. In the game, it turns out it was like this other super bad guy that killed. Oh, Quan Chi. Quan Chi, right? He killed yeah. Scorpion's family. So Scorpion you know like he handles sub-zero and it's like well you yeah. that was the wrong guy it was you know it was, yeah. it was misguided so that's all which is why then that sub-zero turns into he turns into noob, noob cyborg, cyborg. ghost specter guy yep. yeah yeah um that's but so raiden shows that. up they they hide the little girl under like a floorboard and raiden shows up and he's like give me that and then the the the, the, the title card <laughs> plays uh in the present what the realm of outworld I, I mean, Let's it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> the scorpion man was, was raising you. I mean, he's he's what like a normal you know? guy until he goes to hell, is what it seems yeah. like. He's just a regular yeah, new, like shinobi. What if your dad had hellfire powers? What if your dad was Ghost Rider, but, but not with the motorcycle? But not as cool. What if I was your dad? <laughs> Dan, you've been on this dad kick for the entire week. You texted the group chat asking if... <laughs> But yeah, in the present, the realm of Outworld has defeated Earthrealm in nine of ten deathmatch tournaments known as Mortal Kombat. If Earthrealm loses the tenth, the, uh, the rules state it will be conquered by Outworld. However, an ancient prophecy is uncovered, stating that the blood of Hanzo Hasashi will unite a new generation of champions to prevent yeah. Outworld's victory. Cool. Sure, um, sure. Aware, yeah. of this soul, aware of this, soul-eating sorcerer Shang Tsung, uh, wearing the, the worst wig, uh, oh, oh my, oh my gosh! <laughs> they, they, they they literally uh, took uh, one of the unused Targaryen wigs from Game of Thrones and they like, hey, <laughs> borrow this, and they dipped it in black paint. Like, Here you go. Yeah, this guy, by the way, this is the same actor who played. Um, y'all remember? Obviously, you you've all seen The Dark Knight a bunch yeah. of times. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Chinese guy who Batman Batman uh, goes all uh, the way out there extradites from yeah. China. Yeah. <laughs> Batman breaks uh, several yeah, rules. Yeah. Several. 
Yeah, the squealer, as Joker calls him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Shang Tsung sends his strongest warriors to kill Earthrealm's champions, identified by a distinctive dragon mark before the next tournament begins. So here's another thing. Because, like, when, when I... <laughs> When like uh, I feel like criticism of this movie is often met with like it's just like it's supposed to be goofy, but I actually think this movie is taking itself relatively seriously with I the way it, yeah. that it tries to explain things. It's yeah. trying to strike a balancing act, I would right? Say. Uh, some scenes are like supposed to be dark and you're supposed to feel stuff very clearly, but then there's like that green screen like a cyborg fight like with all the lava around him right just out of the game and it's like okay this is dumb you know? and then there's kano who's making five pop culture references a scene well, okay okay well but here's here's the thing and i think zach i think we may have mentioned this in the group chat somewhere or maybe not um i think that movie has been this movie has been edited to bits like i think it's oh, really cut up yeah um, because yeah, the, the tone, it, it feels a lot like the G.I. Joe movie from 2009, yeah. yes. which I believe was also cut to bits. Mm. Uh, it, it just, it feels like the thing Warner Brothers frequently the does, Hasbro which is effect. the Hasbro effect. I mean, but Brothers <laughs> has been known to do it, which is like, they have a script that's dark. Mm-hmm. They test it. They're like, this isn't working. Yeah, yeah. They cut out large portions of the thing. And they put in comic relief and they're like, mm-hmm. here we go. But like, because like the Jack storyline, which we'll get to in the Sonya Blade storyline, doesn't have a resolution. Like the second act is missing I have, from I it. I have so many questions mm. about her character. But, but also, but also the, uh, uh, we were just talking about the Kano, the Kano bit feels like that was a serious character at some oh, no, point in the script. I feel like he was a serious character at some point in the script. And Seems they, like and they, but he's comedic relief, but then he's a bad guy and he's lethal. Like he's a lethal bad guy. Like we're supposed yeah. to take deathly seriously once he becomes a bad guy. Are we? Yeah. Is he still cracking one liners and being stupid? Well he's while well, he's getting thrown around by Sonya in the in the in the in the out uh, uh I, I RV say, it is I kind of say, quippy. Okay, one thing, just guys, I'm sorry, I and mean, like we'll go back. Why she okay, so this blonde one is Sonya, she lives in an RV and yet there are underground tunnels. It, it, it's it's a house on wheels. Yeah. And yet she has these underground tunnels ready in case she needs to, like, take take on. Oh my god! How did she? Because doesn't she? I'm sorry. It's doesn't so she have Kano locked up underground? Right? Is that no? Well, like, he's just he's not in tied to a chair, and and they're only tunnels that are big but enough. But not for in the RV. It can't be around underneath the RV. No, there are tunnels underneath it, and and like in RV. Right, right. I'm saying, I'm saying, house. when she goes to the room. <laughs> when she goes to the room with the with the Mortal Kombat yeah. Easter eggs on the wall, that is is that in the RV? I thought that was RV? like a garage. Yeah. I yeah. think that's a separate space. I, I yeah. think I think they, no, I think they fucked up uh, the cognitive mapping or whatever because she just that's lives in RV. What the what the fuck? That was that was that was like <laughs> the part of the movie. I was like, there's underground tunnels. <laughs> that, was, that was the weirdest part of the movie. That do that. That's so like non Mortal Kombat. That was that was the weirdest like, part of the movie. Kick moves. Doesn't she have fucking a bunch of spinning, hair <laughs> like, whipping moves and shit? Like they made her shimmy around in underground tunnels. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I just hung up on the tunnel. <laughs> I, I just did. I just didn't understand stupid. why it was stupid. That. Yeah. No. The the the. Uh, the production uh, design of this movie is leaves a lot to uh, be desired. Um, but yeah, uh, Shang Tsung, he sends his strongest warriors, which really just means Sub-Zero. Uh, one such <laughs> champion who has this dragon mark 
uh, a former professional MMA fighter, Cole Young. This is the original character that ah. he created for Mortal Kombat. Uh, oh. Is attacked alongside his family by Bihan, who now calls himself Sub Zero. Uh, however, Special Forces Major Jackson Jax Briggs rescues the Youngs, directing them to find his partner Sonya Blade. While he stays behind to fight off Sub Zero, uh, this is a cool fight scene. I think. Well, specifically, it's cool when off. when when Sub Zero destroys this man uh, when he. Why would he be die? I don't know the the, the, the arm thing. The, the arm thing. I was like, okay, maybe he'll. Survive. Oh, his he hits his head on like concrete mm-hmm. and I'm falls like, twenty like feet. Crunch sound. Arm <laughs> <laughs> with like blood particle effects coming out when his yeah. head. Yeah, his head bursts like a watermelon. I was like, <laughs> no, he's dead. Yeah. No, he's dead. Um, but it's it's a cool fight. Huh? Can I just something? Oh, please. Something about the tattoos. If Robot Man was like run over in like a freak accident or like. I don't know. So someone inadvertently kills him somehow. They become like a champion of Earth. Yes, correct, yes. correct. That's yes. what it seems like. Correct. <laughs> so, <laughs> some like mechanic like was fixing your stove and he created a gas leak inadvertently and you blew yourself <laughs> up in a fire. That mechanic now like has this yes. tattoo and you well, okay. compete. I, well, I, to be fair, I guess it it would have to be in combat. Like they'd have to fight you for it. But it is. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but, but, okay, but here's the thing. Such but here's but here's the thing about these rules that doesn't make any sense. The Mortal Kombat's tattoo that not only these people have, but also your your first uh, dorm mate and undergrad has, uh, <laughs> grants you superpowers that no. you have always had inside of you. Inside. Oh, man. And you, and you must master these superpowers. <laughs> you must master them. Through stress, through yeah. through it's different though, right? Because because with Kano, <laughs> Kano is is verbally bullied into his superpower yeah. coming forth. They just kind of trash him. They're like, "You're <laughs> stupid. You're ugly. You're never gonna do." And he gets violently pissed off about this, as if as if stupid. Yeah, <laughs> as if Sonya has never got into an argument with Kano and pissed yeah, him off that. like this. Right. Like if if. Kung Lao is like you're a failure, and he gets so mad that a laser comes out of his single eye. Then how did that not happen before? <laughs> yeah, well let's 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 talk about Kano because um, he's the worst actor in the movie. I think I, I, think, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. Louis Tan is pretty bad. No, no offense, but Louis Tan is pretty bad in this. Louis Tan is barely in the movie. Who was that? <laughs> The main character. It's exactly, Cole Young. exactly, Dan. <laughs> exactly. Well, when, who is when, does he, when is he given opportunity to really emote? I mean, oh, exactly. anytime, anytime, though, right? Well, first of all, when his family is is, I mean, this is the, end of the movie when his oh, family's yeah, okay. frozen by Sub Zero. Oh, also, the casting is weird because I he swore that that little girl was his, his was his sister. Exactly. And then he kisses that woman, and I'm like, oh, uh, what? No, that is. Oh, that's it? not his daughter. That is, that his, is daughter. his daughter. I thought it was his younger sister. I thought it was his sister. Oh, no, well. I knew it was his daughter. No, that yeah, 10 that was out of 10 weird. was his sister. Nobody, <laughs> nobody can tell me anything. I think it was his sister, and then they were like, no, bring in, bring, in, bring in a wife, and then bring in another guy. This is um, what we're talking about, Zach. This is, these are three movies, Frankenstein together. I think that was supposed to be his sister in one draft. And then in a rewrite, they made it his daughter, and they just kept the scene. No one was like, hey... Rewrite the <laughs> well, <laughs> like, I've, I've seen like you know uh 
characters where, where like they bring like their kids to work with them and stuff. I mean, this isn't even the yeah. first we've seen in the movie where a boxer like has their kid come into work. That's not no, that's no. not the part that's that's hard for me to believe that he brought his daughter there. It's just the literal casting of like the ages of these characters and their interactions. Sorry. Yeah. Well, the main guy looked like he could maybe be like twenty eight. Yeah, and she looks like she's at least ten. Okay. It, it can happen. It can happen, but that's course, not. Uh, it's uh, listen, not, the movie I, says I, I it's his daughter. It's his daughter. I'm just saying I was shocked to see him kiss yeah. this woman in front of her because I didn't understand dress? the relationship right. until he did that. Uh, so, uh, but Cole tracks Sonia to her hideout where she is interrogating a captive Australian mercenary named Kano. Of course, yeah. Sonia attacks him as, as soon yeah, as he gets <laughs> hey, hey, Listen to me. Listen to me about this. <laughs> Cole Young also. The, right, he's attacked by this this man that causes it to snow in what LA, mm-hmm. right? And then he yeah. raises the snow back into the air in this crazy anti gravity effect. And Cole right. Young, his first response instead of being like "Holy shit," is really like, "I will join this fight." He is so on board to join this battle <laughs> immediately. Like when Jack, yeah, well, especially for someone who for well, someone who kind of works out for that Sonia lady. I mean, she's obsessed with the with the tournament her entire life, doing all this extensive research. Mm-hmm. She yeah. manages to track down and capture a guy who has the tattoo, the and yeah. then like she just goes with all these other like godlike individuals, right? And then gets the. I mean. Everything just works out for but, her. But also, here's let me, the, let me, go ahead, Justin. I'm sorry. I just want to suggest to what Zach was saying is is that it's it's weird because, like, obviously, like, there are a lot of movies where, like, the character just has to fall in line because the plot has to move and we can't they can't have time for, like, regular human reactions, right? But they specifically set up Cole Young to be someone who doesn't have confidence in himself as a fighter. So then seven minutes later for him to be like, are you sure you want me to run away? We can take him together. Like, no, dude, get in the car and drive to, to Colorado or wherever you're supposed to go. Uh, this man is an elemental. But along what you're saying, Justin, it's, it's strange to me because this is how I feel. This is why I feel like the writing in the film is either the writing or the editing. Someone is to blame for this. Because mm. in, in a story like this, you have a character like Cole Young, right? Yeah. And Cole mm. Young is great at fighting. And you see him dominate fighting at the beginning so that when he goes into this mythical world, he's outgunned, Mm, but he's a master at what he's doing before. Mm -hmm. So you're like, wow, this guy who's really good is now outgunned by this crazy. That's how you create a character that you're like, yes, that's how you create stakes for a character. Or you create a character in this arc where he's washed up and Mm, clearly has skills, but he's washed up. They, They choose to do neither. And just have him be bad at fighting. He's just yeah. bad at fighting sometimes. Until he's not. Until he's not. Yeah. Until well, until he gets the the vibranium armor. Uh, but we'll we'll get there. Um, uh, okay. 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 One one more thing about like the rules and the lore and shit. Please. So everybody has a power. Um, An arcana. is a laser beam man. Yeah. Uh, this is not in the the games, by the way. At first, I'm thinking. Mm. At first, I'm thinking like it's elemental stuff, like. Sub-Zero, obviously, it's, like, self-explanatory. The one guy can shoot fireballs. Um, Scorpion, I guess, just has spikes that come out of him, but, like, whatever. But then, like, <laughs> the, the one guy, I, I was so confused. Like, he gets his arms cut off. They attach little toothpicks to him. Oh, God. And then when his power kicks in, he his arms bulk Grow up. metal. So from the get-go, his power was that... It was metal. Required his <laughs> arms to be ripped off. He gets a metal limb that he'll be able to, I was so confused. Like, 
what was the power? That if you <laughs> have a new limb, you, you can beef up the limb? Like, what was his power? Unclear. Okay. I guess it, I guess I guess it would be well. Here's this is another thing. Well, I'll, I'll say like the movie taking itself too seriously. In in the uh, in the game, for example, let's start with Kano. Kano just has a cyborg eye. That's yeah. it, yeah. and it shoots lasers. Fine, great. You couldn't. You really couldn't have done that. Instead, you give him like a scratch, and like, and then it has to be an innate power in the game. Sonya has little power wrist gauntlets that she can shoot those rings out of. Fine. Oh yeah, she did have that towards the end. I was wondering. Yeah, but they don't but come out of her skin. They're weapons. It's fine. They're, they're uh, Jax gets his arms ripped off by an enemy, not Sub Zero, by huh. someone else, but and then huh. he just gets them replaced by by metal arms. He's in the military. It's fine. So this you is don't... all made up shit that eventually they find their power. That's all. Yes, right? none of yes. that is in the. Yeah, the arcana, the arcana thing, as far as I know, is totally it's like nothing. like yes, people have abilities in the game, but they just have it. It's magic. It's whatever. Because in the game, they've been bringing in characters from movies. Like the game is the yes. Terminator, Rambo, Batman. Uh, they, had, they had Freddy Batman. Cooper. They had Freddy Cooper at one point. Um, they were going to yeah. bring Ash from Evil Dead. Bruce Campbell came in and did a bunch Robocop. Of stuff. Yeah. What's yeah, Batman's? Robocop. What's Batman's arcana? Like what is no? But- <laughs> Well, Batman is in is in Mortal Kombat versus DC, but he hasn't been a guest character because you can't perform a fatality on Batman, but you, you can, can do it on the Joker. So I'm only now getting that the movie made made that up. Okay, but yes. okay. <laughs> it's all right. No, I, I know it's that unclear, we, guys. The, the train is off the rails, but I'm just eh. going to keep driving it. Uh, I have a I have a major fundamental thought. This right. should have just been a ten episode HBO Max series. Because there's You're too much, Max correct. Too much world They're building. Prestige. It doesn't. They are. They are HBO? some. They are sometimes prestige. Well, but but they but, but it's they're hosting it on their platform. I mean, yeah, if it's yeah. if you know, it's like it's the difference is just like who the money's going but, to to produce but here's it. Here's the thing, and I was going to bring this up earlier. We we brought up how James Wan is attached, and mm-hmm. I, I like James Wan just because you know, I, as like a filmmaker who, who's independent, like it's always inspiring to see a guy who started with nothing being handed these yeah. huge projects. Like he started with like Saw and stuff. They shot the first Saw movie in like a month, something like that. And then, you know, moving forward, like his horror movies that he's done, he's managed to make look really good. Yes. But when they give him tentpole movies, they yeah. look like shit. Like Aquaman looks awful. Aquaman is looks awful. pretty bad. Aquaman and I'm just wondering what's bad. going on with, with, with James Gunn because he, I'm James sorry, Wan. I'm sorry, James Wan. Because he really seems to phone it in when they give him huge projects, but when it's like smaller scale indie stuff, it's like impressive. So some, some it might just be a matter of capacity, you know, like uh, like yeah. he's just better with smaller scale stories, and yeah. and maybe like having more money doesn't necessarily help. So, um, so I'm always conflicted when it comes to James Wan. That's understandable. That. Um, but uh, yeah, so she's uh, Sonya has Kano captive. Uh, this is this guy doing a, an an Aussie accent. Uh, she reveals that she and and Jax have been investigating Mortal Kombat's existence and that the dragon mark can be transferred to anyone who kills the original bearer. Oh, God. Uh, so I guess not even in combat, just straight up kills him. Uh, the, the hideout is attacked by Shang Tsung. Cause I think they even say like Kano snuck up on the other guy. Like it wasn't even a fight. I think no, he just like shanked him. could have blasted Kano in the face while he was At any point. Chair. <laughs> she has the tattoo. And Did you lure him into her trailer with like a kangaroo? Like <laughs> <laughs> some uh, shrimp on the some eucalyptus or... leaves. Yeah. Um, uh, the hideout is attacked by Shang Tsung's reptilian assassin, reptile. Uh, but a reluctant Kano kills him with Cole and Sonya's help. Uh, this is when he says Kano wins. Yeah. 
uh, and it's the first of many times that the that the film acknowledges I like that it. it's a video game. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Justin, I love it. Justin, it's fun. No, that's fun. I, I feel like never takes itself that seriously. I love Ex- it. When, I, I disagree. Love it when Except for with the Arcana stuff and with and Cole the, Young. And Cole Young, I'm who is definitely supposed to have an arc. I'm so sorry. Well, well, Cole, that you mean, need your main character to kind of be an anchor. So listen, that's, sure. That's, even in comedy... But, I think I think because Zach and I we talked about this and it's like okay the because spoiler alert at the end of this movie they tease Johnny Cage in the next one but like the Mortal Kombat has such a deep bench of characters that any one of them could have been the guy that you say okay this is their first tournament and there there are eyes into the universe like the fact that they made a new character strange to I think Um, well I think that's the thing they didn't want it they didn't want a white actor to lead it but but they could have you could have made Johnny Cage Asian, like, why couldn't you just have, like, I don't yeah. listen. I don't well, like the actor that plays Cole Young. Thing is that he he's like the like bravado, like beefy white guy. He, he's modeled after uh, sure. um the guy from Big Trouble in Little China, the Kurt Russell Kurt main Russell character. Mm, yeah, yeah, but I mean, you yeah. could have you could have just bent it and made it a commentary. We don't even see Johnny Cage's face on the poster. Like, yeah. they could race bent it, now. which means they right. still haven't figured out correct. that they even want him to be a white guy. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's twenty. It's twenty twenty one. I assume in the universe of the Mortal Kombat movie. So I assume you could have just said, "Oh, it's Henry Golding," or you could have just said Liu <laughs> Kang. Like I don't know why. Who's that? He's, he's Liu Kang is Liu the King. Fireball guy. The well, who's one. that exactly in oh, yeah, this movie? Let's they, let's get there. So, um, uh, reptile attacks. Kano wins. Uh, pretty cool scene. Kano. There are some moments where he's where I think he's genuinely funny, yeah. but I think like anything else, they do too much. Uh, they 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 realize that Kano knows where uh, Raiden's hideout is, so they travel to his temple and they meet Liu Kang and Kung Lao before being brought to Raiden himself, who is critical of them. And then they're joined by Jax, who Raiden rescued and fitted with a set of uh, very crappy mechanical arms. Yep. Shang Tsung attacks the temple. Just toothpicks attached to his body. They're uh, just. These, so the just, so the editing the editing t- again I think you are we already talked about it but every scene from like the point that they get to the temple onward you know what they, it is it looks like he has tripods bronze. Yeah. <laughs> it's cut so quickly like like it, when as soon as each scene ends it's over there's no breathing room no. between yeah. like and you know even even video game cutscenes have more like space <laughs> between lines and stuff Cole gets punched in the face and now we're in Outworlds with Shang Tsung it's yeah. like <laughs> The fight yeah. isn't even over. This is super important. And, and you know why? You know why it doesn't really work? It's because if this was just a stupid movie that was like, this is for Mortal Kombat fans, we're not going to explain anything. Yeah. yeah. Then I think it would be more enjoyable because every five minutes in this mm. film, someone goes, stopping these are the it. rules of the Mortal Kombat, and this <laughs> is world building. And they have to build it into dialogue where if it had a little bit more time to breathe, like in a miniseries, you wouldn't have had to do all of these yeah. information dumps. Yeah. And so, oh, and you, you could have included the tournament. Maybe. Here was my yeah. thought process while watching it. I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm like, this really doesn't work. It's kind of just like stupid, weird and, and like structured strangely and stuff. And I was thinking like, well, what if it was a miniseries or what if it was still a film? But like it was just these vignettes of like these people from different backgrounds, like robots and vampires, all that shit. And like they're fighting. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? Like that wouldn't even work. I would still be bored. So I think mm. no matter what, a Mortal Kombat movie just was never going to no matter what, some some things should stay in the medium that they're that they're made. No, for. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a whole other conversation. I mean, there's never yeah. been a good video game movie, and uh, the only chance 
there is a, a video game working. I mean, I'm sorry. The video game movie working is like the Naughty Dog stuff, and that's because mm. from the get go, that's cinematic, and it's yeah. Yeah. already like impressive. So when you remove my ability to to participate in its outcome, yeah. then I'm no longer interested in it. Correct. Because right. the thing that but makes a video game cool is that I can affect that, it. That Naughty Dog stuff always has like a fixed ending. But um, I, I, I think it's right. just... I, I guess the, not the outcome, but I guess I mean the, the story itself yeah, just yeah. in general. It's, yeah. it's more engaging because you feel like stuff is happening to you because you're moving through life with these... Uh, with these exactly, characters. yeah. And even, yeah. even though Mortal Kombat is not that type of game, it's not narrative-based. And, no, you know, it's, it's like... Because obviously, like... Work. The Naughty Dog right. stuff doesn't work because right. from its origin, exactly. it's already working like a movie does. But, but like a fighting... Like Street Fighter, like... It would be the same as this. It just well, I, there's a way it would work. I will say though, Mortal Kombat 11, and I mean there are you know a few of the games before that, like they do try with the storylines, like they have kind of engaging mm-hmm. plot lines. Sometimes there's a whole time travel thing, uh, yeah, you know, time manipulation thing in Mortal Kombat 11. It, but you know the thing is, so many times because they have to get you into a fighting situation, you'll be yeah. like, wait, wh- why are these two characters suddenly going to punch each other in the face? They're having a conversation. Next thing right. you know, the fighting music starts, and you're like put into the fighting yeah. and you're like, and okay. you're pulled back. Yeah. And, it, and, and the, the thing that's video on uh, have you seen that donkey video on the Mortal Kombat plots where he's just like making people rage quit? It's I think I, yeah, funny. no, it's it's he's he's playing through like the fourth one, like the ones that have like famous. Oh, things yes, 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 the yes, yes, I, yeah, weird, like, the, with the bad cutscenes, <laughs> like five twist endings at the same time, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just it's weird because like you have wuxia films from china you have martial arts films that work i mean the closest thing to a mortal Kombat movie i can think of that works is enter the dragon yeah Um, you know what i mean but like like a uh, martial arts movie like there's very lazy wire work uh uh, i mean what sorry what are we talking about I'm, i'm talking about because you're talking about martial arts movies and how those are already stand in mortal Kombat films but the actual mortal Kombat movie is not even like a choreographed like action thing oh, i'm yeah. saying it's lazy cg it's lazy wire work uh have you seen that original because i haven't yeah. and i i the 90s i have i have, yeah, I have the a VHS of it growing up i don't remember mm. that much it's, it's you know it's fine yeah it's just you know it's, yeah it's and so it's you would you would think i mean you i remember liking it more if i was a baby so <laughs> you watch something like the like the raid where it's like that's an amazing movie and it's an amazing action movie and martial arts movie. And like mm-hmm. most of the fighting in that feels justified. Cause it's like the survival thing. Right. Yeah. You're like, but then why doesn't that translate to video game movie adaptations? You know, you, you think like logically we should be able to make it work, but it just doesn't. I, it's just either there's too many characters and too much lore yeah. over 20 plus games to try to cram into something that's two and a half hours. And cause well, you know, you Mortal, know? and the Mortal Kombat characters are just very outlandish. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. again, like they don't have, like, I think the movie felt the need to justify this like display of characters by being like the, mm-hmm. this superpower that they all have this, this tattoo. But in the games, you right. really do have like Raiden, God of Thunder, and then like yeah. a literal like special forces soldier with two metal arms. You know what I mean? It's right. like, and then a lizard and then, and um, then literally a Komodo dragon. So it's or about <laughs> empire. Yeah. I have, yeah. Uh, did, are any of you familiar with, um, Guillermo del Toro's, uh, very labored development of a Bioshock movie that fell no. through? I've heard about how that, yeah. Went. Guillermo was a huge fan of that game. I mm. mean, to me, I mean the Bioshock. And Dan, I'm sorry, but wasn't he also wasn't he also going to do? Um, I'm sorry, uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Wasn't that something else that people were interested so. in him doing? 
No, I think uh, he was. I think he was. I think I heard about that. I, I, I did a lot of uh, research into his Bioshock treatment. I was really yeah. um, interested in it. Uh, he would have been great did, at it. He had like a full like like rapture like um like art design team like like he was ready to go. There were storyboards, very detailed, and it fell apart because it's like I think he just realized that like it just was not gonna work. I mean, maybe Bioshock fans would have seen it; they would have been entertained, but like that story only works in a game format. Like when, when you're watching a movie, you would be yelling at the screen when you see the protagonist do something as dumb as find a syringe at the bottom of the ocean of some glowing liquid and inject themselves with it. It just doesn't make sense. But when you're playing a game, it's like, okay, this is the only way I have to progress. You know, yeah, I have to right. do it. So stories are tailored to their medium. And mm-hmm. when you upend the medium, you're missing the whole point. So well, yeah, video game movies... I'm they just it's but a waste. They're of a non-starter. Time. Yeah. But what, what what I'll say though is I I think a Mortal Kombat movie can work. I work is relative. R- work meaning like it works for what it is. Hmm. If you were to make it a sports movie, like if you were to structure it like Enter the Dragon, make it a sports movie, don't explain everything, uh, and just say it's a tournament, uh, a fighting tournament, and pick a character as a POV character. That character has a personal problem. And structure it like a fighting which, movie, like I, which it looks like is going to be what happens in this Shang Chi movie. It looks yeah. like there's some sort of tournament set up in that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, sorry. Basically, just returning to this, um, Shang Tsung attacks the temple alongside Sub Zero and Milena, uh, <laughs> but Raiden erects a shield to Piss save them all. Effort. Another man. moment which is like kind of unclear. Uh, while Sonya trains and encourages Jax to fight in, uh, despite his condition. Cole and Kano train with Kang and Lao to unlock their arcana, a special power unique to all Dragon Mark bears. One thing that I thought I, I did genuinely laugh here is that like that sweep spam that uh, Kung oh, yeah. Lao was doing to 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 Kano, uh, where he's like going down and Dragon Tail sweeping him, or maybe it was oh, Liu Kang doing it, yeah. and he keeps falling, and then he tries to jump at the wrong time, and then that was like okay, That's a video I see you guys. Did, yeah. That yeah. yeah, that was that made me laugh. Um, I don't know good. why that worked, and other stuff didn't, but I thought it was funny. And then at one point he calls him Harry Potter, and I'm like, yeah, you've lost me. Uh, <laughs> because some guy with glasses. Luke, Kang, Luke, Kang, that, Luke that, yeah, not even. He says no Harry Potter stuff, yeah. and then and then yeah, yeah. Um, fire and stuff. That's that's been the funny, uh, haha, pop culture reference in for, screenwriting for like the past ten years. A guy has glasses. <laughs> now let's call him Harry Potter. Uh, but also, Freaking, but also it doesn't. This is why the whole superpower thing, and I'm sure the superpower thing is there a to explain why everybody has special abilities, and right. b because we we live in a superhero world and it's an easy. Let's show. just say that they're mm. not. But or you could just say that he studied a special uh, strain of martial arts that allows you to do, manipulate fire. Like sure. it's it's really not that hard. Like yeah. I don't actually know just, the King's backstory. You're studying with Raiden. Well, he has. He seems to have an interesting one in this. Again, uh, a lot of more interesting stories surrounding Cole. Uh, but Liu Kang is like he was an orphan, and then he was like raised by a guy, and then he killed a guy, sent to kill people, and then Raiden found him. And yeah, so like that guy, you know. Again, and I know the uh, the old movies. I think were Liu Kang focused. Yeah. Um. It's but it's again. It's weird that if you were you were concerned about diversity and you didn't want Johnny Cage in the lead, then yeah, just make Liu Kang the main character. He's Asian. He's the chosen fun. one of the series too. Like yeah. the <laughs> biggest deal about Liu Kang is like the low key, like high key right. hero. 
Right. Exactly. So I guess even for fans, this is a piece of shit. Right? It is. Yeah. Maybe. So I. I mean, listen. Exactly. We could ask around and stuff. And and if someone who like knows the lore hates it even more than like a casual viewer, then I'm only guessing like fans must really hate this movie. Yeah. I think there. I think there are a lot of there are a lot of fans who enjoyed it. Uh, for the, who, who have the fatality stuff. Probably. I have a friend who's like a Mortal Kombat ride or die, and he's like shitting on people for criticizing it. And it's like, dude, even you must know that like <laughs> it doesn't even work as like a so bad it's good. It's sometimes you're boring. sometimes you're starved for materials. Okay, sometimes yeah. your fandom doesn't get a lot of adaptions. You know what it is. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so obviously we talked about this, uh, during an argument with Lau, Kano awakens his arcana, the ability to shoot a laser out of his uh, right eye. Cole is unable to awaken his, despite his persistence, wow. disappointed with his lack of progress. Raiden returns him to his family, revealing he's a descendant of Hasashi. Way to, uh, bury Wait, the lead on that, Raiden. Because if you, <laughs> if you knew me when I came in, why wouldn't you tell me that? Anyway. That's why I know stuff is missing. That's why I know yeah. stuff. Uh, Shang Tsung gathers Sub-Zero and his fellow warriors, blah, blah, blah. He intends to attack everybody. Um, uh, so they invade the temple again because Cabal uh, convinces Kano to defect. Mm -hmm. This is where Lao battles and kills Natar with that sweet buzzsaw scene. Yep, uh, he great. carves her in half. And really then he cool. says, flawless victory. Thanks, flawless man. victory. He does say I it. love it. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> he does say it. Um, and then, uh, but then he gets... Oh, sorry. This is jumping. Uh, concurrently, the Youngs are attacked by Goro. Uh, Goro, who is definitely like, I mean, they're pretty much using him appropriately. He's he's I'm a big pretty, boss I, character I'm, in the. Yeah, but they, but he's he has a World of Warcraft face uh, he does, for sure. But they destroy Goro's like potential and like any like scariness they could take from him because he just grabs Cole Young and instead of ripping him in half, which he literally does in the games, he just starts punching him repeatedly in the head with his like three, <laughs> like two other arms and Cole is fine but basically Conscious. he's like, yeah. just like ah oh, man and then he just like and, and we away. even there's see th th there's a whole like powerpoint presentation earlier where they like point to the different Mortal Kombat uh, <laughs> champions and he's one of them and he's like ripping yeah. a guy in half and yes. everybody's like whoa Look I really that hope, I hope run into that four armed exactly. man <laughs> <laughs> three. Um, this yeah, is so a problem with the uh, Power levels. I mean, I mean, yes. Justin. What's the name of that character who can bring down lightning? Raiden. 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 Yeah. I thought Raiden was the fire guy. No, that's Liu no. Kang. Liu Kang no, is the fire. Raiden guy. is the is the lightning like the lightning like, god. like uh, yeah. literal thunder god. Trainer. Okay. He doesn't even train. He doesn't train. I, I don't know. I he, don't does know he does nothing. He does nothing. I'm sorry. Okay, He's guys, smoking guys. cigarettes when. <laughs> All I wanted to say is that the power level thing is one of the main issues because like. He brings down this lightning barrier, and uh, the antagonist, uh, like, don't get after me about names, he's like, it's only a matter of time now. And so I'm thinking, okay, so his power has, like, a limit. He, it's, it's draining right. me to keep this lightning barrier up. Which is but logical storytelling. That's not the case. They defined some other way to bring down the lightning barrier, and so it's like, okay... This guy just has unlimited lightning power. Like, it, it doesn't even matter. And when they take down the barrier, it's like, why can't you just put up a new one? He had it up for like a day, right? Well, they they what it was is they uh they actually explained that by uh there's like a there's a there's a jewel in his scepter that Kano destroys and that's the source of the shield. He wasn't no one was guarding that thing. Nope. They left Kano around. Where was what you want. Why wasn't Raiden just standing by his own scepter? <laughs> Damn it. His power, his power comes from a scepter? I guess. No. Ugh, no. 
is the it's, well he seems to be independently powered but like he you know he banged the scepter on the ground to create the shield the, and yeah. so when cabal is talking to kano about like hey you could be a, a good a bad guy kano's like okay yeah i'll do it and then he and then he snatches the he destroys it by like let putting me, the laser let me All ask right, you a question my point going into no, this go was there is no power level attached to that right it just as much lightning as he wants whenever he wants is that right pretty much so so there's no like gauge with people's power when they're like getting into fights because like it's just random who wins yeah. at what point. like the one guy that we just mentioned with like the, the 500 arms yeah. is like the champion right and he right. gets killed by a guy who just got his power like in the middle of the fight a sweater. He, he gets killed by a sweater <laughs> oh thank god for two he sticks right. him with those toothpicks that come out of his oh mouth. yeah the tom sweater yeah um, so, uh, yes, this is where he develops the arcana because he sees his, his family threatened, which I guess is supposed to be thematically relevant because Scorpion saw his family dead and then it. that's how he like became the hellfire person. No, don't maybe. do that. Uh, with, <laughs> with his newfound arcana, Cole kills Goro and helps repel the attack on the temple. Uh, Shang Tsung and Sub-Zero are infuriated when they realize that this is a descendant of Hanzo. Um, and Shang Tsung uh, uh, kills Sh- uh, 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 Kung Lao is basically the only other thing that happens here. Bullshit. In full in full view of everyone else, like no one is impeded from helping him. No, Liu Kang just, just like, screams his soul out. Yeah. So um, uh, after mourning Lao's death, Cole proposes a plan to force Outward's champions into single combat with Earthrealm's champions. Uh, so this is when they're on the loading screen and they're like, hey, Raiden, you can send anyone anywhere, right? Send me to fight this guy. Uh, Raiden agrees. Even though Raiden says he can't uh, interfere, he interferes several times throughout the movie. But, but not whatever. in the helpful code. ways, really. <laughs> uh, uh, Raiden agrees, giving Cole Hanzo's kunai, the little thing that he says get over here with, before transporting him and his allies to their targets. Everybody fights everybody. The important fight here is that Cole winds up uh, in, this, in his old gym with Sub-Zero, who's abducted his family to lure him into a 1v1. Initially overpowered, Cole's blood ends up on the kunai, releasing Hanzo from the nether realm as the vengeful specter scorpion. I've crawled out of hell to kill you, or whatever he says. Cool line. Um, and then uh, Scorpion helps him overpower Sub-Zero and free Cole's family before immolating Sub-Zero with Hellfire. Uh, and then he departs as Raiden and the others arrive, and then Shang Tsung comes, and he's like, death is just a doorway. And then Raiden's like, get out of here. And he's blasting with lightning, and he vanishes. Uh, and then blah blah blah. Cole now quits his job as a as an amateur MMA fighter to go find other uh, uh, pro fighters, even though he has. A well, what does that pay? Other champions. It pays nothing because I know Raiden is not signing any uh, <laughs> W2s. Uh, so um, that's the end of the plot. Point being that uh, this movie ends with a Johnny Cage setup that I don't know how that's going to pay off per se. Uh, if this movie gets a sequel, I guess I wouldn't be completely surprised. Um, it. It might have just enough support to like get it over the edge, um, in terms of. Yeah, I mean, it had a budget of fifty-five million and had a box office return of sixty-six point nine so far. So it like just broke even, but it's enough. Um, And uh, we'll see how they cast Johnny Cage. There's a lot of wild ideas out there about it, but yeah, like Wes said, they haven't shown his face, which means they're not even sure yet what they want to do with it. we can just rate this thing and move on. Uh, I'm going to give it two ninjas out of five, and those ninjas are Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Is it my turn? Is it, is it me? <laughs> it's whoever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I give it um, two shitty wire work uh, scenes out of seven. So that's like <laughs> Nice. Um, I'm going to give it uh, 
one Raiden Scepter out of 60. <laughs> Wes? Uh, I'll give it uh, four Cole Young unemployment checks <laughs> out of uh, seven. You're absolutely I right. It, guys. I didn't hate it, guys. No, that's you fine. Can, uh, a four out of seven. I said oh, four out of seven. is four out of seven. That's, that's the best grade. That's pretty that's yeah. I don't hate it. Guys, guys, look, look. This movie is dumb. But here, here's the thing about th- this dumb movie. I enjoyed the fights. Uh-huh. I enjoyed the fights. And yeah. I wasn't completely lost on the plot, which I was during Godzilla versus King Kong, for example. I was lost on the plot, but I, but I, <laughs> but I was entertained by the, by the sparse uh, like deaths and gore and stuff. That was all creative. That was all cool. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. The movie does. Uh, it, it, I was watching it with um, with Amber, and there were times when she was like, "Oh, I know that move," and yeah, I guess that's the response that says the, the line from the want. game. Yeah. So it's what? What am I gonna do? I won't be a grump yeah. about it. Uh, but we'll take our second break now and uh, move on to Wes's pick for the afternoon battle royale. Yeah. Battle Royale, the 2000 film by uh, Kinji Fukasaku. Am I correct? There you go. Thank you. Um, he is listening. No, I'm sorry. He, he is listening. No, no. He, I think he passed away yeah, a year after died. this was made, actually. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but uh, this this is our pick for today. Um, a little bit of background on this. It was uh, distributed by Toho, which is a giant movie studio That's in awesome. Japan. Um, it has an amazing, like, epic opening. Like, Toho, Toho has an opening that is, like, embarrassingly better than anything yeah. we have here. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> For those of you at home who are unfamiliar, they, they've done, like, every Godzilla movie. Godzilla's um, baby. And uh, it was, it, re- it remained unreleased for 10 years in mm-hmm. the States uh, because of uh, probably a few factors, uh, not the least <laughs> of which is uh, the, the plethora of school shootings that we have in America. Right. Um, and then when it was finally released, it was released by Anchor Films in 2010 as a direct-to-video. Yeah. Um, Dan, give us that uh, that bad long line. Yeah, I mean, it's little girls and boys stabbing and shooting and kissing each other a little bit, you know. just uh, <laughs> There is some smooching. It's like everyone's, everyone's high school experience, you know. It's a pretty Absolutely. good coming-of-age story. And Tarantino Great. loves it. As <laughs> always, we do our, our bad, good, and ah. Uh, Letterbox reviews, uh, and Battle Royale has uh, all of those. Um, <laughs> our first review comes from Aaliyah with a four-star review that says, not a cell phone in sight, just teenagers living in the moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a four-star review from Yi uh, Jean. I, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. Uh Run when you've already presented the main plot on the table in the first five minutes and the rest of it is mostly predictable. Mm-hmm. What do you use to drive your film forward while keeping it interesting? Testicular mutilation. Mm-hmm. Wait, no. Characters. Yeah. That's right. Characters. Good ones and ones with depth. And ones with depth. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> God forgive me for this one. Uh, and a five-star <laughs> review from Chris, which is me yes. checking my survival bag. Damn, how am I going to kill myself with a pot lid? <laughs> um, give, me, give me a couple toothpicks. You know? <laughs> I'll take care of it. Yeah, uh, split. 
real fast, this was a giant hit uh, in mm. Japan. It was uh, a four million dollar, four point five million dollar budget, which is like pretty surprising given how much effects are in this. Like, there's a lot yeah. of effects, and there's yeah. a lot of children. Mm. And I assume kids make budgets go up uh, just from yeah. my personal experience making mm. movies. Uh, and it made thirty point six million dollars. That's awesome. So not bad. Good. Uh, and as and as Dan said, it is. A Quentin Tarantino favorite, which I don't know how to feel about. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I don't let that affect me anymore because he's obsessed with fucking Dunkirk. He like, he, he, Dunkirk. He, he's mm. he's crazy about like the most random fucking movies. Um, but like you said, he alleges that this is the best film made since he was born, which or or, like or since he started making mm. film. I think he said so. It's the early nineties. Mm. Um, all right, let's go on to the Wikipedia article and. Uh, pull this thing open. Wes, I want to let you know as a fun thing, as we move forward, um, I, I, dubs are really, <laughs> dubs are really annoying to me. And oh, I'm sure yeah. that the versions we all watched were the dubbed version. Oh, uh, and I, I was watching it with, um, the subtitles on though, the English subtitles. And those actually have like the lines that the Japanese yeah. actors are saying. And sometimes yeah. the translation mm-hmm. that the English actors are saying is so different. So yeah. I wrote down so some dumb watched, dubs. You guys watched I'll say, All of you watched the dubs. Watched uh, yes. I, this, I watched what was on Tubi. Oh no, the subversion. I bought the subversion for five dollars on iTunes. Oh, damn. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I got I rented. I, I rented it. From, true performance. But this is yeah. cool. Yeah. Real experience. Um, okay. Let's 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 go to the uh, the Wikipedia article. In the near future, following a major recession, the Japanese mm-hmm. government has passed the Battle Royale Act to curb the nation's juvenile delinquency. It seems like an overcorrection, but okay. Uh, middle school student <laughs> Shuya copes with his life after his father has committed suicide. Their teacher, uh, Kitanao, uh, resigns after being wounded by Justin. Oh, Kitano, yeah. Kitano, Kitano, resigns after being wounded by Yoshitoki, I believe, um, uh, Shuya's best friend. Um, there's a lot of information. This that- scene is funny. It is hilarious. This scene is so funny to me. Dark. Because what's going on? He's leaving the classroom and gets shanked by a <laughs> student who runs away. And then that is the that is what informs his decision <laughs> to Sweet. create Battle Royale. Well, yeah, okay, okay. Like, but here okay, but here's the thing. As the child of two public school teachers, uh mm. who are middle school public school teachers, uh Ooh. middle school kids are the most horrible the worst. Uh, yeah people on the planet yeah the worst people yeah they are the worst people on the planet and i think and i'm quite sure that if my stepfather was stabbed in the thigh Mm -hmm. by one of his students i think that might be his last day working like i think he's done (laughs) (laughs) done. (laughs) Uh, so i get it i i know we're not supposed to empathize with the teacher really but i do like i did in that moment he's he's (laughs) empathetic his his daughter hates him i mean they wouldn't have that scene where his daughter is like calling him a piece of shit on the phone unless you were supposed to feel something I was going to say what's interesting about this premise, just from a political standpoint, and I think what keeps it uh, what's sort of relevant is this idea that because of a recession, which had nothing to do with middle schoolers, we're going to punish them. It's like this really interesting <laughs> thing of like, let's put you through because I thought it was like a population control sort of thing. Maybe yeah. that's involved and it's unsaid. But this idea of we caused this, but you're going to suffer for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there definitely is an intergenerational conversation yeah. happening here that I, that uh, I appreciate. In, inheriting the sins of the father. I, I would yeah. also say that uh, I mean, we, I haven't read the book. I know the book is apparently also excellent, but oh. has probably a little bit more detail. Um, but 
the, the thing about the film that I love so much is the, econo- the economic storytelling. So we open with like a little title crawl that explains what Battle Royale is. And then we immediately cut to the Battle Royale the year before. And we just see like a little girl like covered in blood mm-hmm. with like a little teddy bear. Right. And we immediately know what it is. Like we're like, okay, <laughs> like I don't need anything else. I know what it is. Uh, and then we, we go to the uh, rapid storytelling of the father's suicide, the teacher, the teacher's weird relationship with this child that will continue through the film, this girl that he has this mm-hmm. weird friendship with. It's not um, a surrogate daughter thing. He wants sex I well, that was we'll talk about it, but I think I think there is a strange relationship, and it's meant to be ambiguous. Uh, mm. But then we move into him getting stabbed in the hallway, uh, which will take us to one year later. Shuya's class takes a field trip, but they are gassed and taken to a remote island. Hate when that happens. The teacher reappears, surrounded by uh, GSDF soldiers explaining that the class was chosen to participate in the annual battle royale as a result of the act. They have three days to fight to the death until a victor emerges. Explosive collars will kill uh, uncooperative students or those within danger zones. Very Suicide Squad-esque. Each student is provided with rations, a map, supplies, and a random weapon. (laughs) The teacher kills two of the students for disobedience, one of them being Shuya's best friend. Yeah. No, That's no, actually no, no. a very emotional moment. Uh, it is. It is. Ruined by the dub actors, but I'm... Uh, uh, <laughs> you guys, uh, if you guys shelled out the doubloons for uh, the, the, uh, the, the shekels for the... It was your responsibility, Wes. Yeah. You were supposed to give us yeah, the pass. You were on the line. I bought you all repo, man. Uh, <laughs> get this guy out of here. But um, what I will say is we're going to have to talk about Hunger Games at some point in this conversation. Yeah. But, but I think the thing that immediately rises this above Hunger Games, which a is like a few things do, but I think the Hunger Games books are actually pretty strong. But I think the thing that immediately rises it above that is that this is chiefly not about the setup of it being a battle mm-hmm. royale. The way Hunger Games is yeah. fixated with Pan Am, that's true. You know the Pan Am. You know, like Hunger Games uh, is about the games. The this yeah. is about this is about high school. I think, it's, I think it's much more. I think it has much more in common with like Carrie than it does with huh. Hunger. You know what I mean? Like, because I think it, it, it's, it's, it's actually more interested in like, how do kids negotiate power and relationships yeah. with each other okay. than it is with, Hey, is it, wouldn't it be awesome if kids if had this to kill each other? Was, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> the Lord of the Flies comparisons basically definitely. write themselves. Definitely. Uh, definitely. It's, it's very clearly, you know, a, a Golding-esque, you know, setup. I mean, they're, mm. they're boarding school kids on an island. Mm-hmm. 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 Don't get more Lord of the Flies than that. But, but I think I think the emotional heart of it being not even, I don't think, uh, Shuya and this girl that he has a crush on, but actually being Shuya and this guy that is like his surrogate brother yeah. uh, and him attempting to uh, atone for... for, for Kawana, like, yeah. Not, like almost abandoning him at some point in their past the whole movie right. is, is 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 really interesting and it begins here with you know this guy's collar blowing up in front of his classmates yeah uh back to that hunger games thing i like that the battle royale itself is kind of like a very recent like almost like fringe group thing like they didn't even know it existed whereas in in mm-hmm. uh, hunger games it, it's like their whole lives it's like reality around. TV. that's the conceit of the world yeah right. but, and, and I, li- I like the the randomness of it 
you know, how they're all reacting uh, to the reality situation that they can't get off the island. I mean, he kills one of their classmates in front of them, and then, like, the panic sets in. Two of them. Yeah, two of them, two of them. Panic sets in. Like, that's all fucking awesome. Like, like, I love that setup. I think the pacing is so perfect. And Mm -hmm. for me, that just works better than a a world where everybody knows that this is going to happen eventually. I I like how it feels uh, random. You know? To your yeah. point, Danny, we also don't see parents. I mean, except for the one that, well, we yeah. do. We do in a few a few sparse moments throughout the movie when we get flashbacks. But like when we see parents, it's not like, oh, you. I hope my son doesn't get drafted into the Battle Royale act. Yeah. Like there's like the only adults who are in the movie that that are talking about Battle Royale are the ones that are that are orchestrating it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think I think I mean along that that thing, Justin. I think. This film, in a lot of ways, it also reminded me a little bit of uh, Code Name Kids Next Door, that show that was yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, underrated cartoon. Underrated cartoon, but also in that show, it has a distinct feeling of adults are obscured, dangerous yes. figures. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they, adults are not there to protect you, adults are scary. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that, that's like a cartoon thing. Do you guys remember in uh, Powerpuff Girls, the mayor's like wife or girlfriend, her face is never shown. That is his Bellum. There's like a there's like a ton of cartoons where like the adults, it's it's it like Miss Bellum. It's it started with uh, the Peanut Gallery. I think it's probably where it started mm-hmm. that I that I know. Like you Makes you sense, you yeah. they're off screen and you oh, don't even yes, hear yes. it. Womp 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 womp. But like the cartoons intended for children, it's they're very focused on kids. Like do you remember Ed Ed Nettie? How yeah. it was just those eight core characters and we never met. An other character it's like they're in purgatory it's like they're in purgatory yeah they're in purgatory it's Ah. drawing drawing it back to this i i think the idea that adults are never viewed as they're either in this film viewed as dangerous or pathetic like they're never they're never protective like there's a brief moment where they're like we told your parents and it's not like your parents are scared for you it's like we told your parents they're cool with informed consent (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah but but moving on i'm sure we'll have a lot more to talk about um, the first six hours see 12 deaths, four by suicide. The psychotic Mitsuku. So badass. Mitsuku, who's everyone's favorite character. Uh, oh, Mitsuko? Yeah. Let's, can, uh, I'm sorry. Can we just devote like two minutes to her? Uh, sure. Very sure. compelling. Very compelling character. Very attractive actress. Yes. I was all in on Mitsuko every time she appeared on screen. She is, yeah. It, I, think, I, I think she's really, I mean, it's like, it's kind of the the trap sometimes of storytelling where the main character can't always be the most interesting. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You kind of, but you surround them with really dynamic characters that kind of, I guess, um, that it's help. Yeah, but it. there's like the classic foil thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though, He's yeah, Mitsuko a wet blanket. He's like literally just barely a figure. Yeah. In the film. <laughs> but she's really dope. And then we find out her motivation later in the movie uh, as, as some, one of the things that traumatized her and turned her into the person she is. Um, but I think what's cool is that in that in that classroom scene where they're being told the rules, you do see her at one point. And I, I remember like I notated like she looks like she's about that action. Like she looks like she's actually ready to murder <laughs> someone right now. She, she yeah, has the yeah. most iconic fire. Uh, she has eyes. she has like the most iconic again economic of story economic of storytelling is like she has the most iconic villain introduction. It's like mm-hmm. she kind of just walks in and Oof. she's mm. She's like a slasher villain. It's she is, so cool. She and she has yeah. one weapon. She never trades yeah, her yeah, weapons. Yeah. She yeah. always has the scythe. Like it's very iconic. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. She she hung those get like she actually screwed up their bodies like Michael yeah. Myers from Halloween. It's so fucking. Awesome. She was just like well the, the the thing about this film is it's like 
it asks the question that people asked around Columbine. We feel I feel like we're always talking about Columbine on this podcast, yeah, on were. this film podcast. Okay. But it asks the question that people frequently asked about Columbine, which is like, were these kids always going to do this, or mm-hmm. did they just need an outlet to do it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the film seems to suggest that in the terms of some of these kids, they were just looking for an outlet to be yes. violent, yeah, yeah. and they mm-hmm. found it, and they're like. Mm-hmm. It's it's so cool. It's it's a great uh, character study for like all parties involved. I mean, yeah. I I want to I want to bring up one thing about her backstory. I yeah. think it's awesome. I, I would have liked to know what happened immediately after. But did you guys notice the editing where like she 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 kind of shoves that guy, and then he it, it cuts to the staircase like being right behind him. But like we yeah. know he was all the way in the room. Fire. He was really far away. Yeah. yeah, it's not enough for me to deduct anything, but this is like a funny editing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Justin, do you have anything else uh, to say about uh, this character? No, no, not about not at this time. No, thank you for, for giving me my space. Please proceed. Uh, and the psychopathic. I don't know if these uh, these medical terms that this Wikipedia article are using is fair, uh, yeah. but psychopathic uh, Kazu become the that's most dangerous other players in the game is that transfer uh, that's yep. the, that's the one of the transfer dudes who's yes he's the red-headed one who doesn't I hate speak that guy. ever i hate and that. he just sprays oh, i love that <laughs> dickhead i hate that guy i think that character is so much fun like i think i think oh, yeah, he is. that character is fun because he's um I don't know. He's like he's like you have so many characters that are so gray that you can have a character that's yeah. just fully a bad dude. Yeah, <laughs> just, you don't need to know anything about him. He's just a bad dude. <laughs> the whole thing was like that's not fair at all. This guy's like an actual like murderer, and he's like <laughs> yeah. a, he's like an assassin, and, and they're unleashing him on these like yeah, it's uh, like that's not fair. You need a foil. Out, like, you need that's seven not fair. people. Obviously, he's gonna kill them all. He takes out his first kill, right? Is like he literally is like kidnapped. I was like, oh, this guy's like trash. And then he just like <laughs> spits his gum out at one dude and takes his Uzi and just yeah. lights them all up. And I was like, yeah, because he's different from it. There's him. Kagawa is the one who who is a he's like an alum, like a battle royale alum, which is unfair in its own right. But then this guy just volunteered to kill some kids they say he's a volunteer that's, so yeah like it's, it's totally oh wait he's not an alum too teachers just wanted all of them i thought he was an yeah. alum no they said there's some point where uh i think it's kagawa the uh I call oh, is him he not both? Sam. maybe it's both but he but he says like uh yeah like i i that guy just volunteered that sicko volunteered to be in this yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's so strange because he's just that like he's just collecting weapons like he's in a video game like yeah. he's literally <laughs> He's literally like, someone will drop their bulletproof jacket and he'll just pick it up, put it on. <laughs> yeah, we can't we can't avoid the the video game discussion. I mean, the, the battle royale phrase has yeah. kind of uh, changed everything. But the film but is the designed time, to feel like that. Yeah, exactly. The whole time watching it, I was in like the Fortnite mentality. All right, like get yeah. that guy's weapon. Maybe he's got a chug yeah. jug. Okay. <laughs> uh, so okay. Uh, <laughs> The most dangerous players in the game. Transfer student Shogo lets Shuya go after killing one student, while Shuya accidentally kills another student. Basketball player Shinju plots to hack into the computer system to disrupt the program. Ah, This is a very bad Wikipedia article because we are missing so much. 
we're missing so much. And also the film is structured to be like a main plot and then vignettes on the plot. Yeah. yeah. Like little enclosed stories that mm. add to the plot. Ditch the Wikipedia article. We don't even don't keep it open it. To, to side eye it. But let's <laughs> let's let's then let's talk through uh, the plot as we remember it. Right? The, because yeah. the romances, uh, that's such a huge the, part the of the romances are the point. The romance yes, is everyone's a crush. Everyone has a crush on someone, yeah, yeah. and next thing you know, their head is blown off, and you're like, I guess I had, don't have a crush on that person anymore. They're, they're gone. <laughs> well, I, I yeah. love um, that scene where everything falls apart, where they're at the lighthouse, and it's like, okay, oh, you, you know what? It's it's kind of like a convent of, of women, and they're like above oh, all this. Yeah. It's like they're trying to find a way to get around it. You know, like they just, they're not going to stoop. And then... The, the one girl poisons the whatever mm-hmm. and it all falls apart. It, it, Just it's like horribly a bomb goes off from the inside and they all turn on each other. So yeah, that's yeah. the highlight of the movie for me. Yeah. That was so yeah. cool seeing these people who, who feel like they're above this. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. in like, literally above it. On the, on the, on the, <laughs> yeah. Like they turn on their heels and it's just like an eruption comes from inside of their, yes. their group and they all turn on each other. Which is so yeah. great. Which is why, like, I, I, I sent you guys a nerd writer video earlier because I'm pretentious, but but there's nah, that's right. there's a, a lot of the criticism around this film, like film criticism, has been that this film is the director's, as an old man looking back on how Hiroshima and Nagasaki killed a lot of his friends. Okay. Like, he went to school with some kids, and then he went, I mean, after the attack oh, happened, wow. a lot of his friends were dead. Like, they were just, wow. they were just gone. And him processing it through this lens of this battle royale through the you know the william golding framework and you you get it like in in moments like this in moments like where the girl is jogging and then she just turns and kills that other guy oh yeah you you know what i mean like like the idea that you go to school with these people and you take for granted that you'll see them every day and then they're dead they're gone you know what i mean um and and that scene specifically is like very much we can actually continue on that on that scene because uh, this is where it's allegorical oh. for growing up as a whole, isn't it? Yes, like because yeah. yeah. I feel like everybody has that point when they're growing up where they're like an adult and they think about like a friend they had when they were a kid and it's like, oh shit, I'm probably never going to see that guy again. Right, Damn. it's kind of what that right. reminds me of. Um, this is where we we this is the highlight for Chiaki Kuriyama as Chigusa. Uh, this is this girl who is who she's the one jogging and then she gets uh, mm. c- confronted by that guy at the ah. end of the crossbow who's like, you know, yeah. I, I've always wanted to have sex with you, yada, yada. And he kind of intimates that he's going to assault her and yeah. she makes him pay for it. Uh, but mm. I really like this actress. As I said, I think before we started recording, she plays Gogo in Kill Bill. So it mm. makes sense that that Tarantino uh, <laughs> uh, thinks is one of, uh, likes this movie a lot uh, and he recast her. Um, and yeah, so she takes this guy down. She stabs him in the junk twice with a giant knife uh very good choreo here and then she runs into mitsuko and this is a cool little face-off that they have um two very like deadly women but at the end mitsuko just kind of overcomes uh because she's just the she's the that uh, she has a gun lethal that too yeah um but i really like this scene um there were like the like little little face-offs that i was i started to like be excited about seeing certain characters meet other characters yeah, because yeah. of their level of skill yeah. in a way that like with the hunger games, I never really yeah, cared. Yeah. No, you know, I was excited um, to see that psychopath guy face off with the psychopath girl, you know? And right. They, and they, 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 and then they do. And then they do choreograph. Yeah. It's super cool. He keeps shooting her and she keeps like getting up, getting back like up one magical v- again. Very slasher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very slasher. Very, yeah. yeah. She actually um, is a 
capture villain. That's no, I mean, that's how they introduce her. She's stringing up bodies like Michael Myers does in the first Halloween. And, it's she, so cool. and she also kills those two boys who want to sleep with her at the pool. Yeah. Like, we've seen a lot of that. Like, I think, but I also think what's interesting about that is, like, she's just kind of, she's just kind of like the apex predator. Like, she's mm-hmm. just, every time she runs into someone, she you just know that person's death. Like, it's over yeah. <laughs> for that person. Oh, right. When she runs into oh gosh, what was the the main girl's name? The, the Shuya's love interest. Oh, uh, Nor- Noriko. Noriko. Yeah. Noriko. So so when she runs out right to to try and find Shuya, who's limping along, and she just stops, and the mm. camera cuts to Mitsuko just like sitting there, like on the, the ground. Stare. Yeah, I I was <laughs> I, I literally was like, okay, goodbye. <laughs> it's like you're not well, making what, it out what, of this. What, what's interesting about um, another interesting thing about Mitsuko and and going back to what uh, you were talking about, Wes and Dan too, um, the movie as an allegory for high school, right? Like it, it's not just an allegory because they are in high school, but it's also like the 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 status and the and the uh, and the stakes are still tied into high school. Like yeah. the reason a lot of these characters want to kill each other is because of wrongdoings yes. in high school, right? Yeah. So nice. like when when um yeah, when when Mitsuko is is cornered by um I can't remember, I don't know which what her name was, but the redhead uh girl who like calls her a slut for oh, like yes. uh I forgot about that. Yeah, for like yeah. I I guess like she's intim- intimating that she like stole her boyfriend mm. or her boyfriend wanted to sleep with her, yada yada. And uh, a really cool scene where you're like, oh, she's got a gun on her. It's over. But but she turns it around really effectively. And again, this is like, wow, what what an interesting way, like to make it a a teen movie or coming of age movie where it's where it's like it's um, it's turning the vicious uh, nature of high school into a into a literal literal. uh, demonstration. Yeah. Um, But then also keeping that like those undergirding uh, motivations intact. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I really liked uh, that as far as her. Yeah, really. And <laughs> also the, the score, like I, the, music, yes. oh, yeah. I mean, it's very like, you, you'll be in the middle of like, someone just got their head blown clean off and you know, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. What you're saying, Zach, it is yeah. kind of uncanny because in movies where there's gore, there's, I mean like gore with like attention to detail where there's like real splatter effects and stuff. You mm-hmm. don't normally hear like orchestral, yeah, yes. score. You know, eighties coming of age music. I, yeah, the <laughs> movie where I can think of that. You know? But but also Zach, along with what you were saying before, there's a, a they, there's like a I mean all movies with scores have themes, but there's a specific theme that is like a love theme. Yeah, that is like a theme. Two characters are in love with each other, and it almost sounds like it's riffing on the Leia and Han theme from mm, Star yeah. Wars. Um, mm. And whenever you hear it. You, you're feeling wistful because right. none of the characters get together. Like, there's no real romance that is, like, fully... Mm-hmm. There's no real payoff, like a full... Yeah. There's no real payoff to any romance except for maybe the main character who... Yeah, they, they run off together. Okay, you know what, guys? Dude, My internet went out right when they run off together and there's that title card that says run. My internet uh-huh. went out. Oh. This movie just in there is another no, no. six minutes. Of- no, there's some... Uh- <laughs> So the last like three minutes, I didn't see. Yeah, no, it's just it's actually just them repeating um, the dream. some yeah, of the right. footage that you've seen before. Okay. But uh, but basketball. one thing, yeah, I will say I think it should have ended on that basketball scene. That was really effective. Like yeah. when you see yeah. them all being happy and hugging each other. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And then if it it had cut to black after that, that would have been Such really cool. Really good. 
Yeah. Go back and rewatch it, friend. I tried um, to last night. I was like, oh, all right, yeah. probably just six minutes of credits. I don't know <laughs> yeah. No, this is my second time seeing it, but I, uh, um, it was, it felt like seeing it for the first time because mm-hmm. I, I like it'd been so long. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what, well, just real quick to talk about some of the dumb dubs that, uh, that I, that I noted. Good. Um, Really, the thing that frustrates me about dubbed um, dubbed media is that, like, a lot of times, it's it's like they overcomplicate what's really just a simple line. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. I've I've studied some uh, some Japanese, and I and I was listening to the English actors perform, and I felt like maybe in some cases they were just performing the like transliterated grammatical Japanese, which is why like the sentences sound strange. Mm, yeah. uh, so like, for example, when Mitsuko is in the shack and she has the taser, if the subtitle is one zap to someone with a bad heart and they're pretty much a goner. But the spoken line is someone with a bad heart, one zap of this and he's a goner. And it's, you see like, so there's stuff like that where it's like, just, it's just awkward. It's, uh, yeah, but then yeah. there's stuff that seems to change the meaning of the line a little bit too. When Kawada saves, um, pot lid and binoculars in the forest uh he says to to uh shuya you know um like he tell he's telling him to run like uh and the subtitle says not everyone wants to play nice out there but the dub says what you think i'm the only deadly one out there and like i it's kind of it's just it's weird yeah like he's like you know not everyone is uh is as nice as i am i saved your life cool let's keep it pushing uh, so yeah, there's stuff like that, and also um, in the poison soup scene, the girl yeah. when she keeps repeating, um, "It's not my fault." The yeah. subtitles say, "It's not my fault." It's not my fault. Yeah, but yeah. the dub actress is saying, "This isn't only my fault," which is again just it's oh, kind of okay. mushy. That, that's like weird that. because I, I interpreted that as uh, she's in, in her mind placing it on a couple people to cope, mm-hmm. yeah. to cope with the fact that it is almost entirely her fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right. if that's not the intended uh, translation, then that's interesting. They, because actually, in that case, I think the dub is better. Well, I feel like oh, it's the this same isn't intention. only my fault. The intention seems to be the same. I just thought it sounded weird. Right. I, I, I like it's it's not my fault because it's. I feel like it's still pretty clear that she's saying it's not. You know, it's not just it's my true. fault. It's, it's also true. them. Yeah. yeah right. She's exactly. Being, sure, you too. She's being realistic and she's grappling with. I did poison the soup, but these other variables were at play. Right. You know. I, I mean, it can go either way. It doesn't really matter. But yeah. but I think the, the dub there is interesting. Uh, all of the major players uh, meet and kill each other. There's a really nice subplot mm-hmm. where this guy is trying to find this girl he has a crush on that doesn't know he even likes her. Uh, and, he, and he runs mm-hmm. through everyone's story. Like he's with the boys hacking the collars. He's, mm-hmm. He saves uh, Shuya. He, uh, you know, he, he, he runs into the girl who gets shot uh, by Mitsuki. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Uh, and she yeah, asks, like, do you love anyone? And then she dies in his arms. Yeah. yeah. So, so, and then and finally he reaches that his girlfriend so and he's like, I lo- he's like, I, she shoots him because she thinks he's an invader. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I like you. Like, run away before anyone else comes. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. my God. That was really sad. Well, maybe if he didn't come in screaming and running at her. <laughs> he was like, show yourself. And she, what are you going to do? <laughs> she say, uh, you, you never talk to me. Yeah. yeah. Me. yeah. That, that made me, I don't know. That was great. That, that like, affected me. That, like, I was like, oh. So, so no, for all, sure. All of the major players are, are, are killed. And it finally ends up with our trio, uh, the older boy and the two main characters uh, mm-hmm. versus our, our primary antagonist, uh, who is our 
Yes, Mr. Kitano, yeah. Mr. Kitano, uh, yeah. who comes out blind because he blows a gas tank. <laughs> Fully blows <laughs> oh, a I'm gas tank. Oh, I'm sorry. You meant, oh, you I'm meant, sorry. You meant the redhead guy. Yes, yes, yes. yes. He blows a gas tank Kita- blind. The teacher as the main antagonist. No, no, no. Uh, so, 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 so we have the guy blows the gas tank, fights our, our three protagonists, yeah. pretty easily dispatched for how uh, yeah. much of a threat he is through the entire film. He's just shot in the head or the throat. Um, the then throat. our uh, our old. And then uh, Shogo, our older boy, who has kind of been wrestling with mm-hmm. uh, his girlfriend in the last games, who, who sacrificed herself so he could get out, yeah. uh, has kind of returned to the games to, to kind of pay penance. Pretends as if he he is going to go kill our two protagonists, but it's really for the collar because the collar has a listening apparatus yeah. in it. And they go nitpick, guys. Why wouldn't he give him a little wink? Yeah, no, no, play along, you know. Oh, it's for the audience. Come on, it's for the audience. Oh. I thought, I thought he. <laughs> I thought he killed them. That's I. This yeah, movie, I, I was yeah, no, like, that's... oh, they're dead. Yeah. Um. So then he he goes to confront the teacher. The other two are like, surprise! I'm still alive. The teacher reveals this Ari Aster esque painting that he has painted <laughs> yes. of of this. Of I thought the... that was like his daughter's painting or so, like a six year old. No, it's painting. just his obsession it's... with this girl, <laughs> with this girl. Yeah. Like, it's he... very infantile. It's very strange. Terrible. Um, he and then he is he's just lit up he's just lit up by these three teenagers well i noticed that this movie has like a running like motif of people getting shot multiple times and then like getting surviving up, and then like, yeah getting shot one more time and that's what does it because mm-hmm. he gets shot like two or three times and then mm-hmm. he kind of plays dead which is not the first time it happens in the movie he's yeah. playing dead then gets up and has like a whole phone call and yeah. then gets shot again and that's it do they shoot him again or just no just he just he just folds yeah, he over. Just, you know, that's I was going to say the same thing because getting shot in this movie isn't like even that big of a deal. Like you kind of have right. to get blasted yeah. 70 times to fully die. Yes. Well, e- even when even when the uh, scream. And the only one it makes sense with is the guy, the kid who got the bulletproof jacket as his thing. But even then, bulletproof jackets don't exactly work like no that. One goes for They're the useless head. after like one shot, I think. Yeah, I think they are. Well, well, it depends on the caliber. It's the caliber. And Uzi, bullet, maybe yeah. I feel like but he shot close range like six times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no so, so the Ari Aster painting, the killer teacher, they go on the boat. Uh, the the Shogo is like, hey. Uh, someone is like, hey, the girl smiled at you because she loved you and she sacrificed herself for you. And that's enough for him mm. to die in peace. Out of what wounds he's dying from, God only knows. Uh, he was shot yeah. 4,000 times. <laughs> um, the two, our two leads, uh, go back to mainland Japan. And because they have uh, pimped the game, are now uh, fugitives, fugitives, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they run off. Yeah, and then I we guess, have... I guess so. You would think they'd be heroes. You you think, but yeah, only this is, one can survive. Well, this is where the Hunger Games truly is pulling. Is the the couple survives because of their pair ingenuity or whatever. Um, uh, but in the Hunger survive. Games, they're they're considered heroes, and here they're they're fugitives. Yes. By the way, I thought um, uh, I thought uh, so, uh, Danny. Obviously, you know John John, of course. Oh. Um, there is this guy playing Kitano. Is uh, his his name in real life is Takeshi Te, uh, Takeshi Kitano. And in John Tron's video about like Japanese bootleg video games, he talks about this guy and he's just like this eccentric filmmaker, like um, actor, television presenter and author. And so just just do yourselves a favor, uh, listeners, and look him up. But um, I thought his death scene was pretty cool, too. Again, uh, an instance yeah. where someone is shot 
and it takes like five yeah. minutes to actually like like go through. But he well, gets well, up. They, they, they get shot enough to where they start pretending to die, and then and, and you know just waiting. Yeah. To die. Like the whole time they were just pretending. Yeah. He's not the only person with that. No, exactly. Yeah, but he he's like he's yeah. like on the floor, and then gets All up, right, then walks over dying. to the couch, is like, huh, the last cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Die has a phone call. Great death. <laughs> the phone call to his daughter. The phone calls before finished. he gets shot. That's before he gets shot. No, no, no. no. He ha- he talks to her after. No, right? no, no. He talks to her after. Yeah. He does because the phone is what brings him back to life. Yes. Oh, yes. it rings. It rings. I see. I uh-huh. I thought I was like it was never real. None of it was real. He wasn't ever shot. Like yeah. I I just I had no idea what was. Yeah, happening. like the I game was a, was a test. I thought it was another twist. Yeah, his, exactly. His, uh, gun is a squirt gun. Yeah. Right. So it's like okay, he, he he was planning on he was like a Shutter Island thing. I yeah. Right. Like, oh, he's planning on well, kind of like that. the end of Hunger Games, where it's like, oh, because I mean, we said the couple thing, but like, because Katniss like defied us, we're going to let her win the game the way she wants to. So yes. it's like because Shuya and and Noriko like figured it out, you know, we'll let them go. Yeah, but uh, no, he he just straight up dies. Um, yeah, um, and then I guess that's so, the movie. so they run off, and then they have, they have a pair of epilogues. The, the very right. last epilogue, which is a flashback to Noriko and the teacher. I don't need it. Um, it's the one yeah. part. Of, it's one part part of the movie that makes me good thing I didn't uh, see uncomfortable. That. It's just it's just <laughs> it's just him turning to her and saying like, "What would a kid? What should an adult say to a kid right now?" Yeah, uh, and then the, the basketball thing is is much. The basketball thing, which is like a reoccurring theme through the whole thing, yeah, and you yeah. keep getting context for who these people are. And then at the end, you see the basketball game fully, and you're like, "Oh, this is, this is them." Also, yeah. really effective in this, Wes, is um, uh, you see, you kind of are watching the game with Mitsuko now, um, mm-hmm. and you see her like be ecstatic when the home team wins, and then like she slips out by herself because she doesn't have any friends, and you're yeah. like, "Come on, right. everybody right. talk to each other." <laughs> you know also, also like just like a. a a beautiful girl and like no one yeah. would no no one likes her yeah. like I, I look look i know high school is terrible and like very attractive people get uh, ostracized in high school yeah. but but in in she just seems like an it girl and yeah. she's I mean, like I think what's uh, what's interesting about it is when it, 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 it if it tries to explore and obviously it's directed by a man so maybe it doesn't do this well enough but when it tries mm-hmm. to explore how how women uh are are cruel to each other uh, and, and the ways that they do that, especially uh, young younger women. So I guess mm-hmm. like it, even to uh, to a woman who's in a uh, to a, a girl, let's say girl, a teenage girl who's in a clique, and she sees Mitsuko as a threat, you know, because of her beauty, she's going right. to kind of go out of her way to ostracize her if she thinks that she could dethrone her as the queen of whatever. So I think mm-hmm. that like with uh, with uh, maybe with a female director or whatever, something like that would have been more. But I, you know, we can yeah. still see it because you know, we're we're we you know watching. Kill a remake of this? You know who oh. kill uh, uh, American version of this? Uh, oh, she she directed Jennifer's Body. Carrie uh, Kusama. She is that a Japanese she, director as well? No, she would she's. I think she's Diablo Japanese American. Would you keep Diablo no. Cody as the writer? I would not keep Diablo. Cody I, I as the hate writer. her dialogue. Uh, but 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 this <laughs> is this is her bag. Um. So yeah, th- this is the plot summary of uh, Battle Royale. Yeah. That's that's essentially what it is. Um, before we go into ratings, I had a question for you guys, and I hope you've had some time to mull over the mm-hmm. question. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, God. Um, out of the four of us, who is surviving these games and why? Well, I'm killing myself. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so really, it's, 
it's it's Justin versus Zach. Uh, and then I think Zach. I think I think uh, Justin wins. Well, well, you you'd be the guy in Fortnite. I think just I think Justin. <laughs> I think Justin wins this one. I think I try to sacrifice myself heroically, and it goes down. Yeah, I think There's that's a, what it is. I, I, I'm, like, I, I'm the hero of the story. Like I, well, well, or you're or you're the one who's saying like guys we're gonna find out don't worry we won't have to yeah. do this and then you wait until there's like one guy blast left and, and then you get shot by someone <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, I think, think I, I think I would hide for a lot yeah. of this I think yeah. I'd be like stealth and like just trying like getting by and maybe like stealth killing people if I have to but I, <laughs> I think the last of us sneaking up on I think <laughs> I think ultimately Justin would find me and and end me because no Zach we team up. And then yeah. you'd end for, for, me. No, wait, wait, wait. This <laughs> what has to happen. You like, kill me. You know what? I was joking about the suicide. In reality, I would stop all three of you in like ten minutes. Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to only one of us uh, in those uh, considerable amounts of martial arts. Uh, and, this is just a dick measuring and, and, contest. It's just great. No. I think it's just. It's just oh, you fucking. brought this. I didn't suggest it. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't worry about it, Justin. I, Justin's you know already is, training. You know this too? Justin, uh, to the listeners of this podcast, may seem like a mild-mannered man, but I think it would only take a little he bit of prodding. I think it would only take a little bit of prodding <laughs> to, 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 to unchain him. I would be uh, I would be the Mitsuko of this particular battle. Right now. I, you know, you're, I, you're the Dennis of uh, the group. <laughs> um, I'm untethered and my rage knows no knows bounds. no bounds. The Golden God. Yeah. Um, well, thank right, you. So let's, I appreciate let's, it. Let's, yeah, you're let's, welcome. Let's rate, let's rate it. it it's about as sexy as movies get. Um, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna reanimate this motherfucker. It's pretty great. Mm. Pretty Agreed. great movie. Agreed. It's, uh, yeah, it, I mean, the, the pacing and like it, it just lets you know what the setup is, and the rest of the time you're you're just waiting to see these kids pick each other off and engaging really interesting ways. And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. there's, there's never a dull moment. It's consistently entertaining. There's a lot to delve into uh, politically, uh, allegorically. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah, it's very clearly influential. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. My only real beefs are nitpicks and stuff that doesn't really survive translation that well and uh, mm-hmm. just like eccentric parts of it but like mm-hmm. I, I can ignore stuff like that it, it is a great movie yeah. yeah i i'm also going to say reanimate it um i think that it's a movie that deserves to be known on its own terms and not just as you know the original hunger games which i think a lot right. of people well, and that could that could be a good way to package it for people so that they watch mm-hmm. it but like that's uh, what it was packaged for me for like years. yeah yeah and, but it, it, it its influence obviously expands far beyond. So yeah, agreed with you, yeah. Danny. Yeah, I, I'm definitely going to go reanimate. I think it's it's awesome, and I think it subverts your expectations for exactly what kind of movie this is going to be really well, while at the same time still fulfilling what mm-hmm. it you know promises. Um, yes. the, you know, again, my nitpicks are are a lot of them. I think come from the freaking dubs. I mean, just like mm-hmm. the, you know the the main guy dubbing. Uh, I mean uh, Shuya, the guy dubbing yeah. Shuya. I think. It's, it's just so unfortunate because you can see Shuya's like acting. You can yeah. you, visually, you just see him doing that work. And you know what it you was? Know the, you, you know what it was? I think they tried to cast like a slacker type yes. American actor to give yeah. like a stoner performance and stuff because they just see the characters as like this guy with long hair or whatever. And um, th- those have different cultural ramifications. Yes. Like yeah. here, here in America, like a guy with long hair is like 
yeah, that's he's like wearing a drug drug rug, and he's like, oh, dude, I was fucking tripping the other day, and like that's the kind of guy that they cast. Yeah, he does shit in like a Shaggy from Scooby Doo. I think about this a lot, uh, Dan, because I, you know, uh, I know Zach and I we watch a fair amount of anime, um, and and it's the same thing there. Like when when you have a country that is. Japan, like Japan, which is obviously very homogenous, you know, it's not like America where you have a bunch of different, obviously ethnicities. And then all those ethnicities have like linguistic, you know, differences and all that. So it's like, I think what's also kind of tricky about it is that, I mean, we can't know, but uh, I feel like a lot of the older dubs were definitely like the, the, all the dub actors were white too. Mm. And so then it's like, they're all doing this like standard American, like just variations on the standard American kind of voice instead of doing any sort of like actual uh, Mm -hmm. performance, which kind of takes away from it. Which is weird because the dub actors almost sound like they're doing impressions of Japanese schoolgirls that they've seen in cartoons. Oh, you mean like the with the super high voice? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Every one of those terrible. American dub actors is doing that for the for the female. That sounds terrible. Yeah. That sounds yeah. true. And it's it's really bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Wes, uh, this is your pick. Are you going it's to bury it? No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I. I uh, look, I I don't often award something uh, as one of my favorite movies after I, I need at least two watches, uh, mm-hmm. and I think this watch solidly made it one of my favorite movies in, in kind yeah. of the a personal uh, canon kind of way. Um, I, I think it's immortal, and here's what I'll say about it. Um, I think it's immortal. Doesn't mean it's above nitpicks. No movie is perfect. I think there are tons of nitpicks. The relationship with the teacher and the student is especially uncomfortable and probably has not aged well. Um, well, isn't that supposed? He's supposed to be a creep. Though, he, right? Yeah, I don't know. There's the, the ambiguity of it. The ambiguity of it is is what bothers. I guess. Me. But yeah. But what I will mm. say about it is, I think as a high school film that is using this framework to explore how kids interact with each other uh, and how we're violent with each other and are trained to be violent with each other. It works. And I think also as a political yeah. satire, which we haven't even touched on, but there's moments that are actually like, feel like sorry to bother you in terms of tone um, that like mm. the opening video, the mm. battle Royale mm. instructional video oh, is super satirical. So um, you know what I mean? <laughs> like they're, they're, they're very satirical. And then there's moments that are, very serious and is clearly the director wrestling with some stuff from his past. So I think like it, it's firing on all cylinders. Right. Uh, it's one of the only movies that I could watch and then immediately be like, I could watch that again. It's like, it's very popcorn and mm-hmm. excited yeah. that way. Um, and I was in all cylinders. If I was in all cylinders and, and it's so well directed that I actually don't notice the directing mm-hmm. unless I'm looking for it. You know what I mean? So I think, I don't think, yeah. I, I'll talk briefly about how I think, remaking it would work in america but i think it's a movie that is so original that i think even something like hunger games which is essentially the same premise it doesn't even touch you know what i mean like it's it's just it made me want to seek out yeah. it made me want to seek out more of this director's work like yeah. knowing, want, especially the, the he made some amazing yakuza films in the 70s is the mm-hmm. second one good no oh it's bad no, it's not <laughs> um, <laughs> well west to your point uh was about directing the, it uh, he was directing when he died Ah, yes. That's weird. Go ahead, Justin. Just to your point very quickly about the politics before uh, you do your thing, um, I was, uh, there was a line that I wrote down that Shuya says toward the end of the movie. He says, um, uh, mom and dad ran off or died just because they felt like it. And I I thought that was, that was another, that was another line that affected me. Um, 
not so much the performance, but just the line itself. Because again, Mm -hmm. in this intergenerational conversation that the film is having, like Mm -hmm. the sort of reckless abandon with which we reproduce before we're sure that we're ready to have and bring another life into the world. Right. And then the issues of the world are foisted upon that next generation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, my, my, my dad ran off. My mom died because she just couldn't deal with it. And like, I thought that was really cool. Like, there's a lot of moments like that in this movie where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is way deeper than Suzanne yeah. Collins was yes. interested in, yeah. in well, yeah. <laughs> articulating. Yeah, no, for sure. sure. And it's just that the whole world so is Battle Royale. You know what I mean? Like, yes. that's the ending. The ending yeah. is that yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole world is is this arena. Like, you, yeah. they, they have prepared these kids to enter the it's earth. It's just a microcosm. You know, like, they're running. They were running in, you know, and all they had was each other and all that. Um, that's that's mm-hmm. the same allegory as uh, Lord of Flies. It is. It's just it is. a solid allegory. Mm-hmm. What what I will say though is, and I know we've we no longer necessarily do remakes things, but I, I I've been tossing around because I guess just for background for the listeners, this movie was going to be remade by Miramax or New Line. No, it was not. So oh. it was going to be for years, um, and then the Hunger Games entered the development, there and they it is. and they were like right. they were like we don't need it because yeah. um, people would then say that this is the rip-off. exactly. Yeah. So Ripping here's the that, yeah. I think you can remake Battle Royale. And make it a distinct thing. Maybe not like immediately right now because Hunger Games is still in the cultural consciousness. Mm-hmm. But I think in five years you can do it. And the way you do it, A, you get a good director. It, it would be a Blumhouse thing, though. But they, would, no, they would make it a weird B-horror. No, but thing. here's how you do it. And you don't make it that. You cast <laughs> it with, with child actors that are famous. You cast it with child actors that are known. You yeah. don't let the audience know who's going to die. You cast major child actors as characters that are getting picked off early. So you get like Finn Wolfhart to be the kid who gets blown right, up at the beginning. Right. You get like Millie Bobby Brown to be the jogging girl. You know what I mean? Like you cast it, uh, you cast it with yeah. child actors that are recognizable and that the audience attaches meaning to automatically to their persona. Yeah. And then you start picking them off. And the audience is invested because they're it's not like, oh, is uh, you know, a shoe you're gonna die. It's like, oh my god, is 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 the kid from Stranger Things gonna die? Right. You know what I mean. So like it's like so well, you make and it also, and you cast someone less known as as Shuya and Nori. Yeah, exactly. Like you make those two exactly. relatively new faces and surround them with like well known, well known child actors. Mm-hmm. Just knowing how stuff like this normally goes through the the you know Hollywood machine, I, I can only really see it as like a a B tier Blumhouse like cheap. Movie. It's like, it is unfortunate, yeah. but I mean, they, they would never sink that much money into it. I don't think they would see a way yeah. to make something for cheap, uh, get their budget back tenfold, and just like have that. The only way they would do it is if an established director like a Tarantino or like a Fincher uh, came in right. and was like, I'm passionate about this movie, I'm going to make the remake. But Tarantino you know I mean? would fund it himself. I mean, it, he, he already is pretty much like self. I don't want him anywhere near. <laughs> not near this podcast not near that remake um I'll yeah be honest, if tarantino was attached it would probably have a little bit more respect, respect absolutely if it's if it's one of his favorite movies yes but he'd put he put eli roth in charge and it would be a terrible film sorry eli or, or he'll get like fetty alvarez who did a evil dead 2013 and you know, that would be pretty interesting. i'm saying i'm telling you guys carrie uh, kusama would be the business for this or if you wanted to lead lean into like a satire you could do a bruce Rapley. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. a George Bush. I, like 
I feel like I feel like he could. But Jordan Peele doesn't really do non-original. Work. But this but, is also why I hate like talking about like the possibility of remakes because it's just going to be frustrating. We're only going to talk about people getting attached who shouldn't be attached, you know, etc. But yeah. I, I, I or do then, or then, or then create a really cool project in our head that doesn't happen, and then set ourselves up mm-hmm. for disappointment. Because we always have more respect than the eventually <laughs> than the people with the money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you cast Chalamet as the big bad in this, heads would turn. The old man. Wait. If if you cast Chalamet no, 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 as the no, no, redhead, no. redhead, the redheaded kid who's killing everybody in the the assassin, the assassin in the film. I, I would see him being like the main character, like the like the. But that's, the guy but that's why it works because if you cast him as the bad guy, the audience is going to assume he's the good guy, and then he starts yeah. killing people. And Fuck. Okay. Yeah, Timothy Chalamet is killing people. <laughs> I'm you guys. Oscar darling, Tim Chalamet. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, hey, is he we, the only one in the movie? I guess we have to wait and see Dune. Oh, oh I'm sure he's going to be killing tons of brown people in that movie. Are you oh, ready? Yeah. <laughs> as, just, as it should be. Just going to kill tons of brown people and we're going to go, yay, I guess. Yes. <laughs> um, but um, I, I, I think, uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. That was, that was a really cool conversation. I enjoyed going through that with y'all on, uh, and I think it's, you know, we see the relationship between these two movies. If you choose to double feature them, uh, obviously there's like the whole battle royale aspect anyway, but, um, you know, a bunch of characters <laughs> killing each other if, if mm-hmm. for nothing else. Hey, Dan, uh, what's your pick for our next episode? What's that now? Oh, <laughs> my, my pick? Yeah. Next week. Yeah. I'm going with, uh, Lahan by Matthew Kasovitz. Yeah. This is okay. a, French uh, crime coming of age film from the 90s. It's very political, but also a ton of fun. Uh, I'm making myself vulnerable here because the last time I brought on one of my favorite movies, it didn't go as planned. No, this movie uh, is the business. But, but maybe you guys will respond to Lahan uh, differently. So we'll have to see. Very okay. Looking forward to it, All man. Right. All right. <laughs> my bad. Um, uh, that's going to do it for this episode. We thank you graciously for paying us a visit in this humble mortuary. Thanks, if you like what you heard check out our back catalog check (laughs) if you like what you heard check out our back catalog on spotify apple Podcasts, youtube and the podbean app please rate and review the show where you can follow us on socials at the medium work and consider supporting us on patreon we need the monies hey we have tiers for early episode access and other bonus content till next time wayward movie watchers see ya don't kill your friends yeah yeah don't do that (laughs) 